Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello. <laughs> Hi guys. Uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Whoa. Happy Honda days. Oh. No. Happy Toyota thon. Mm. Kind of a divisive topic. <laughs> we hope you're happy either way, Toyota or Honda. Whatever you choose to celebrate. <laughs> no, we we hope you guys are having a well, as good a time as you can have. In yeah, way to bring it ta- way down. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, you don't cut that. <laughs> cut that. Hope you guys hey, are having guys, a- happy COVID Christmas. <laughs> We're all having a great time not seeing the ones we love and staying inside. It's wonderful. (laughs) We have a gift for you today. We are re-releasing one of my personal favorite episodes. Uh Uh-huh. Kind of a re-gift if we... It is a re-gift. Well, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) 2020, hey? Ermagerd. Kerberm. I do love this episode. Oh, oh, it cracks me up. It's a Norm episode. It is. It's a Norm episode, and Norm and I were in rare form because it was our birthday. (gasps) I had forgotten it was your birthday. Yes. Yes. It's such a fun episode. We could not be tamed. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Kristen was trying to keep us together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Story of my life. So we hope you guys enjoyed this you know, re-release of this episode. We are spending time with our loved ones. Well, a portion of our loved our po- ones. A portion of our loved ones in our COVID pods. <laughs> 2020 has turned out so weird. <laughs> but we hope you're doing great and um, enjoying some time with whoever you're surrounded by. Maybe that's your weird neighbor upstairs, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You do you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've drawn a face on a volleyball. Oh, and a handprint. Yeah. Wilson. Wilson. All right. All right. This got real dark. Everybody loves Tom Hanks, right, Kristen? Well, he got COVID this year. He did. Jesus. This is terrible. You know what's not terrible? This episode you're about to listen to. Happy holidays, everybody. Thanks, guys. One semester of law school. One semester of criminal justice. Two experts. I'm Kristen Caruso. I'm Brandi Egan. Let's go to court. On this episode, I'll talk about a middle school math teacher. And I'll be talking about a killer party. Norman? Yes? What's up? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. But first and foremost, happy birthday to both of you today. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you. Why are you clapping for yourself? No, that's Kristen clapping. (laughs) No. Thank you, Kristen. So we invited you on the podcast, Norm. Mm-hmm. Our gift to you is that you didn't have to prepare a case. You just get to be I'm here just and hang out with us. Yeah. Hang out on our award-winning podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if someone hears this and decides to support your little dog and pony show on YouTube, then <laughs> you owe us $50. Well, I will say, as 50% owner of the podcast, oh, okay. I, I could come on this show anytime I want. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um, 
so happy you guys are filthy stinking rich now thanks to the Patreon. <laughs> so I'm just, really I'm, getting half, I'm just glad I'm getting half of that. That's all. Uh, no, but we should say real quick, yeah. our Patreon has been, uh, we announced it a um, very short time ago at the time of recording and the response has been amazing. So, so I have cried three times today. Um, yeah, I text Kristen earlier and I was like, I'm so proud of us. It's, <laughs> it's so exciting. I don't think we had any real expectations when we launched a Patreon. We just knew that some people had asked yeah. and we thought, well, you know, why not? Yeah. And then someone, so we set it up and for the longest time we didn't do anything with it. Yeah. And some kind soul, I don't know how she did it. She found, found us. it. Yeah. I think her name's Candace. I'm, I'm going to have to look back, but so Candace found it, signed up before we had any like benefits set up. And that was kind of it, like lit the fire. Yeah, we were under like, us. Oh shit, we better do something with it. <laughs> yeah. We, just thank you guys so much. To it means so much to us. I I've been blown away by the response. I just remember when I launched my Patreon, the reaction I got, and you you two have gotten like a way bigger, bigger reaction. I think. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. Is it because we're way cooler than you, Probably. or like what do you think? What do you think, Norm? You I think you guys ha- just have very passionate fans. I would agree. Yeah, we definitely yeah. do. It's cool. It's it's cool to see. Thanks. You guys have been doing this for. Over a year, and you finally launched Patreon. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you did. You did a good job of being like, you don't want to launch it too soon. You know, you you kind of coached us. Yeah, on time. He, you like Mr. Miyagi to us. You were like, <gasps> when the time comes, you'll know. And then you caught a fly, <laughs> and then he ate it, guys. It's hungry. <laughs> Turns out Norm's a frog. <laughs> no, I I've just I've seen many Patreons launch, and I've been on the internet for eleven years now. Not just looking at poor. <laughs> <laughs> Been starring in it too. The anyway, gaming con- historian does Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, congrats to you both. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, maybe we should shout out the Patreon. I mean, if people skipped that episode. Okay. I don't know why anyone would skip any episode. <laughs> I guess it's because you started on that last episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wow. I, that oh, a, I, I don't that know if that was, was an, a cry or a laugh. <laughs> that was an evil fake laugh that hurt my soul. I couldn't no, so tell. If, if you are like, they started a Patreon, I must learn more. You're in luck. So we have three tiers on Patreon. We have the District Court. The Appellate Court. And the uh, Supreme Court. Norm, Norm what the F? We've been over this. What? You've made a, a joke of me. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You are the origin of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Kiki doesn't oh, like Kiki it. Kiki got really scared. Kiki just did not yeah, like She's on my side. All. Um, Norm, do you want to defend yourself? Or I have already defended myself about this. <laughs> Sorry for getting excited about learning. About the law. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to support us at the district court level, that's $2 per month, and you get to vote on episode topics, and you get to read um, case updates on the appellate Not court. Not provided by Kristen. Oh. Ooh. 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 Kristen has yet to update us on a single case ever. Oh, yeah? Okay. Hold on to your fucking hat, lady. Uh, Brock Turner did that last week. I just found out that Emily Doe is writing a memoir. (gasps) 
Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So suck on that. Okay. Let's calm down. <laughs> yeah. Chill. <laughs> So at the appellate court level, you get to join the Discord, which Brandy and I are like little old ladies just trying to navigate this whole big world of technology. You two two are. I was expecting your first message to be help. Hey, we're doing all right, okay? And we're having a good time. The people in there are really funny. It's been been awesome so far. Um, And then once we reach 100 patrons total... At any tier level, members of the appellate court and the Supreme Court will get to listen to an exclusive episode of Let's Go to Court. And this is a full length. This isn't a mini episode or anything like that. No. It's a full episode? It's a full episode. Whoa. I didn't know you guys were doing that. Can you handle it? Can you handle it? No. I don't think (laughs) I can handle it. Woo. (laughs) Are too intimidated to even sign up. (laughs) Then at the Supreme Court level, you will get a Let's Go to Court sticker, which is very cool. They are awesome. Casey, my sister Casey designed them for us. They're They do so look really cool. good. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll get to submit questions that we may answer in an upcoming episode. Yeah. You'll also get inducted with a little one-time shout-out at Ooh, the end of an episode. Can I get shout-out on an episode? No. Absolutely <laughs> not. So you guys are going to have a little Q&A section yeah. in the episode. Yeah. Yep. I might have to submit some questions. Ooh. You'll have to support us first. I, right. I do. I like how you made yourself an admin in yeah. our Discord. He literally- okay, I'll let you two run. No, it. please no, don't. No, 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 come back. Baby, come back. You can blame it all on me. Baby, come back. All right, are we ready to get into the episode? Let's, let's dive right in. That scared me. It was just Ooh, peanut yeah. jumping up. Team peanut. What's up, dog? Okay, so first of all, shout out to Jamie Lynn, who reached out to us on Twitter. She, this is a Why weird. Why have so many fingers? I don't know. Jamie? I've got. Hey, Jamie Lynn Spears? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. It also looks like I'm kind of Spider-Manning, but I'm off-brand Spider-Manning. <laughs> Shoots it out of his fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. Spider day. Yeah. <laughs> Dollar store spider <laughs> yeah. Yeah, spider guy. He's good enough, okay? He's good enough. Arachnid guy! (laughs) So Jamie Lynn reached out on Twitter, and she had a link to this show that I had never heard of, never watched. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, called Who the Bleep Uh Did I Marry? And she said... Oh, I've heard of that. Okay, so she said... Is that on ID? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Man, you... You yeah, I've seeing. I've seen previews for it. What have you like Googled that before, and then you were like, "Oh, this is also a TV show." No, <laughs> <laughs> no. So she was like, "Hey, it's super weird. Like a ton of the cases you guys have covered have also been covered on this TV show." And I was like, "Huh, maybe that could be a good place to go for episode ideas." Ooh. And so that's how I came across I this case. I will say though, I watched an episode of the show. Mm-hmm. Whole lot of cheesy reenactments. Yeah, yeah. I I can't stand reenactments. I can't either. It was the spring of 2010. Amy Anderton was living it up. She was. I'm sorry. I know Anderton. Are we sure? Anderton. I'm 100 percent sure. <laughs> Sounds like an error, but it's true. Will you spell it? No, I will not. Spell her last name. There's no S. I'm sorry, guys. Anderton. <laughs> yes. Are you sure? Norman. Let me Google it right now. Who the bleep did I marry? <laughs> All right, Amy Anderton. I see it. 
Well, don't don't click on anything. I'm going to tell you the story. Oh wow, she's shut she's up. involved in this huge case. Shut up. <laughs> Sentenced to <laughs> death. Had <laughs> <laughs> <At> ten kids. <laughs> so she was 28, cute as a button, single, and ready to find love. Missed opportunity. Why not say ready, ready to, to mingle? mingle. Oh. <laughs> Good. You both look so annoyed with me. I couldn't figure Man. out why. One night she went out to an Irish pub in Portland, Oregon, and this guy came up to her. He was a real live Irish guy. Ooh. Uh, it's I how how common is it to find Irish people in an Irish pub? Not. I feel like most Irish Unless you're pubs, in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like most Irish pubs in the U.S., pub. <laughs> yeah. they're just like gimmicky marketing yeah. things. It's not actually an Irish pub. He's probably faux-Irish. Oh. Yeah. Irish. Okay. Irish. Yeah, unless unless he's got a Blarney stone in his pocket. I'm not buying <laughs> hey, Is that a Blarney stone in your pocket, or are you just happy to see yeah. me? <laughs> anyway. His name was Logan Storm. That's a fake That's name. That's made up. As a fake That's, name. He sounds like a, a X-Men character. I think he sounds like a soap opera actor. <laughs> the name of this episode, by the way, Weathering the Storm. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what they did there. Oh, boy. So he had a on a douchey little cap, you know. He was okay looking. Mm-hmm. Had a very thick Irish accent. And he seemed like a really good guy. With a big heart. <laughs> so is he actually Irish? Would you, like, listen to the okay, story? Okay. <laughs> am, I, am I jumping too far ahead? <laughs> You'll probably get to that, huh? Yes, oh. I bet you will. Yeah, he's, he's got to be faking it. Faux right, Irish. Continue. Yeah, he's definitely faux Irish. He told her he was a middle school teacher, and she was like, awesome. I do community work at a nonprofit. It was a nice little conversation, but nothing more. He walked away. She paid her tab, and pretty soon she left. When she got home that night, she looked into her purse and found a matchbook. <gasps> she With opened Logan it up. Logan Stone's phone number on it. Yep. Smooth move. She opened it up, and he'd written, The shy Irish fellow from the bar fancies you. And he wrote his number underneath it. Ooh. Ooh. Are you a little seduced? Man, I'd call him. Okay. Well, that's how she felt. She was like, hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. So she immediately texted Ooh, him. Who notices your Blarney stone. <laughs> <laughs> and Ooh. he texted her, and the next night they went out on a dinner date. They had a great time. Where did they go? I don't know, but part of me Man, feels like Benigan's. maybe. <laughs> Research is kind of lacking in this. Don't even know where they they went to dinner. Wow. You know what? They went to Cheddar's, okay? (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. He dipped his onion ring in ranch dressing. We know what that means. Ooh, not a good sign. No. Nope. You can tell a lot of person by where they dip their onion ring. That's right. That that sounds filthy, (laughs) Donnie. It does. We we just all think you should dip it in the Chipotle ranch, not the... Ranch. It's not Chipotle it's Ranch. It's called Cajun sauce. It's oh, Cajun God. sauce. Wow. It's a horseradish based sauce. Not <laughs> a ranch. Her eyes so hard they almost fell out of her head. Uh, don't give me the Chipotle Ranch. <laughs> don't even know what you're talking about. Wow. May I continue? Go ahead. 
I mean, I know I don't know anything We're about really this case. We're really a lot case. to deal with on Go our ahead. birthdays. I, you know, yeah, yeah, you two are already a lot to deal with because you're so alike. <laughs> then it's your birthdays and you're like, I got presents today. Ooh, oh, is that another text message from one of my friends? Oh, it's the dentist wishing me a happy birthday. <laughs> hey, Slugger wished me a happy birthday. <laughs> and he meant it. He did. What if, what if we found out that like Brandy and I were siblings, like, but one of us was like put up for adoption. It. <clears throat> Who's on the counter? Oh, uh, that's. Oh, let's see. Okay. <laughs> Kiki, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> no, she's. Off. <laughs> she's off. <laughs> Do you want under to... the oven? Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, so if you two were siblings, yes, that would not shock me. Honestly, one of us was put up for adoption. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. You two are a lot alike. Mm. Same okay. birthday, though. Yeah, that would be weird. So you'd be twins. No, we're not oh, you're the same oh, year. That's yeah. right, you're older. Brandy, I, that's so weird. I almost <laughs> forgot. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> How old you are. Mm. <laughs> okay, so Amy Anderton... And Logan, Logan Storm, Storm went out to dinner. Presumably to Cheddar's. To a place. And they had a nice time. They talked about themselves. He told Amy that he had a son who lived with him part-time. Date was great. So great that they got together the next weekend. Amy brought him to a barbecue with her friends. And they all loved him. They thought he was fantastic. Mm. They started hanging out more and more, and one time when Amy and Logan were hanging out with a bunch of her friends, she overheard Logan talking about a former student of his. Apparently, the young woman had gone off and become an exotic dancer. Hmm. Tell me more. Okay, what's the, what's the term? Because the show used the term stripper, and all the newspaper articles I read said stripper, but I've always heard exotic dancer was it's like... the same thing. Well, I know right? it's the same thing. I think stripper's like a derogatory. Really? Has, yeah. yeah. It has a negative connotation. Oh. But anyway, so he said that. He mentioned he was concerned about her and that he was mentoring her. Mm. Mentoring the exotic dancer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what do you make of what that? What a great guy. <laughs> Is he teaching her new moves? <laughs> I'll show you how to slide up and down this pole. No, say it in an Irish accent. <laughs> I can't do I that. Mean, we <laughs> I can't do that. I didn't insult Irish people if I tried to do that. Amy didn't think much of it. Logan was just being himself. A nice, mm. helpful guy. Mm -hmm. As more time passed, Logan and Amy continued to get to know one another. Amy learned that Logan had had kind of a rough childhood. His dad had some psychiatric problems. He'd been in a facility. So he was raised by his grandparents in Ireland. At one point, she says he alluded to being in the IRA and that his involvement in the IRA was what got him deported and sent back to America. What's the IRA? Irish bad guys. <laughs> it's like the Irish Republic Army, I think. Yeah. Or a retirement fund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bad news being in this IRA. These interest rates are insane. <laughs> I got so involved in those retirement accounts, yeah. I got deported. Irish Republican Army. 
Republican? Yes. Oh, mm. interesting. Not, I don't think, like it's our type of Republican. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, I yeah, guys. <laughs> okay. I mean, you didn't know what it stood for, so. <laughs> I knew the general idea. Mm-hmm. Irish bad guys, car bombs, you know. Depends who you ask. Yeah, if you ask another IRA member. Well, yeah, and if you ask a Nazi, then they're all nice, too. I mean, what? I should probably cut this. This would be really bad. Anyway. No, Kristen, remember what we've, if we've taught people nothing on this podcast, they can say one thing. What? We've told them that Nazis are bad. (laughs) Nazis are bad. Alzheimer's is bad. Alzheimer's is bad. Genocide bad. Yeah. (laughs) People need to know. May I play devil's advocate? About Nazis being bad? Oh, oh my god. god! That was terrifying. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! I both like our breath caught. Like, <laughs> actually, yeah. there are enough YouTubers who are saying dumb yeah, shit. You're right. Yeah, yeah. you're so right. Uh-huh. Now he's back in Portland. He has a good relationship with his parents. Amy really liked Logan, but she wanted to take it slow. She especially wanted to take it slow in regard to meeting his 12-year-old son. How old is Logan? So uh, Amy's 28. And I think he's like 34, 33. Hmm. So I had him when okay. he was like 22. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Story checks out so far. Mm-hmm. But Logan didn't really respect that. One morning, they were lounging around at his place, and he left to go pick up his son. And he told Amy, Amy, hey, you know, we're going to take our time. We're not going to come like straight back to the house. So you can hang out as long as you want. So she did. She like made some coffee, did her thing. And he showed up with the kid. Yes. (gasps) Like immediately. And so she said she like ran, like she saw them coming up the steps. So she ran into the bedroom, closed the door. Mm. And he like took his son right to the door and was like, you want to meet Amy? Not cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bad. So that really pissed Amy off. Yeah. Because she had wanted some boundaries. She didn't want to meet this child right away. So that was kind of their first fight. Mm -hmm. She was like, I wanted to take things slow, and you didn't respect that. But he was like, you know what? I don't want to play games. I want a relationship with you. I want this to move forward. Your problem is that you have your guard up, and you don't trust anybody. You need to trust me. Mm. What? Red flag. Yeah, that's a huge red flag. What? The what, you don't want to trust you. somebody? The problem is you. Yes. It's a red flag. But Amy was like, you know what? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's right. Maybe I do need to let go more. This relationship could be the real deal, but I'll never know if I don't open up. Sorry, that was my mother uh, wanting to FaceTime. She wanted to tell her baby boy happy birthday. Yeah. I, I, I swear my phone was on Do Not Disturb, but it rang anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moms. She like over, she can like override the settings <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> Should I tell what my mom has done yes. today? Yes. Okay, so my mom has text messaged me multiple times today to tell me happy birthday. So the first one came at 8.11, and she said, Happy birthday, sweetie, 33 years and 26 minutes old. And then she texted me again at 10.14 and said, Happy birthday, 33 years, 2 hours and 28 minutes. (laughs) And then she texted me again at, what time was the last one? 12.59. 
Happy 33 years, 5 hours and 14 minutes. This is why you two are such monsters today. <laughs> <laughs> Too much attention. <laughs> that's, a, that's just a good mom. That is. is a good she mom. loves you very much. She does. Yes. She's a good mom. And that's why your mom called the cell phone company, overrode whatever rules <laughs> were going on there. Whatever he's got to do not disturb on. <laughs> Disable it. That's not how my mom sounds. I was going to say, she's My, my mom's not an 84-year-old. <laughs> So Amy's decided she needs she, to open yeah, up more. Logan has convinced her that she needs to open up more, stop asking as many questions, let her boundaries down, forget the weird stuff that he's doing, and uh-huh. just focus on the bad That's stuff such a red that flag. she was doing. could be wrong? Yeah. Red flag! Mm, big time. Then, mid-May rolls around. They'd been dating for a couple months at this point, and Norman burped into a microphone. Did it pick it up? Of course it did. What do you... <laughs> These are really good mics. You burped directly into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys get there? (laughs) Mic check. (laughs) So at this point, Logan started to struggle financially. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. He's been helping that exotic dancer, hasn't he? He couldn't make ends meet. So we need to move in together. Brandy, psychic Brandy. Okay, here we go. It makes sense. He couldn't afford the place he was living Uh in. It looked like he was going to have to move into like some one bedroom place with his son. So he kind of hinted at, hey, it would sure be great if you could boot one of your roommates out of your house and let me move in with my son. Mm -hmm. By early June, Amy was convinced Logan moved in, and things were okay. She was living in her house with Logan, his son, and her roommate, Mike. But then one night, at like 11.30, when Logan and Amy were lying in bed... Naked? I don't think so. What were they doing in bed? In the reenactment, they were fully clothed. Just like shoes and everything? (laughs) (laughs) Little hats on. (laughs) Logan got a phone call. It was from his former student... The dancer. dancer. He told Amy, oh, my former student, the stripper, she needs my help. She just finished. It's a G-string emergency. (laughs) It's caught. I got to pull it out. With my teeth. Only my teeth. (laughs) Whoa. You really are so much alike. (laughs) I'll be right there. (laughs) She just finished her job at the strip club and she needs a ride home. So I'm going to go do that. What a great guy. Amy was like, the fuck no. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. This is weird. And if you want a relationship with me, this weird thing that you have going on with this former student needs to stop. It's inappropriate. Logan was very angry. Once again, Amy was being untrusting. He was a good guy who was going to the strip club with the best of intentions. He left the house in a huff. That's whenever I go to a strip club. It's with the best it's of always intentions. With the best. Yeah. I want to yeah. save these people yeah. and uh-huh. help them out. And uh. look at their booties. Fun fact, I've I've been to a strip club only once, and it was because I worked at a computer repair shop, and I had to go in and fix their computer. <laughs> what? Yes. Is that a real story? It is. It is. And you're like, I'm not even looking at the titties. 
Well, it was during the day, so they weren't actually like doing dances or there anything. There were no titties. But <laughs> the the women were in the back getting ready, so I was back there where all the, like the costumes are and everything. And mm-hmm. I I guess they had viruses on their computer. Imagine but, that. Yeah, imagine. That. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only time I've been in a strip club. What What is a strip club like during the day? Is it kind of a grim scene? I mean, is it? Yeah, it's like I mean, it's dark. Uh huh. Which is odd because it's daylight out, but it's always dark in yeah, there. It's always, yeah, and you know, it's got a funky smell. And I mean, maybe, maybe could, it was could just you describe this strip the club. Smell? Yeah, could you describe the smell? Um, like old beer. Mm-hmm. Old. Oh, that's beer. a lot better than I thought yeah, it was going to be. Bodily fluids were going to be involved. No, this was a classy place. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. No sex in the champagne room. No, but you know, uh, everyone who worked there was super nice. Well, yeah. Yeah, they were very yes, professional. Yeah. yeah, they've got That's great people's job. <laughs> yeah, it's their job to make men like you feel good about themselves. I, I tipped them all like twenty. <laughs> I tipped them twenty bucks to fix their computer. Thanks for letting me in here, ladies. Thank you. At this point, Amy's friends. Okay, this the show makes it seem like oh everyone was just blindsided. I don't buy it. She at least had one friend that was like, this dude's full of shit. The show admits that one friend did say... Was it Mike? Um, no, they said the friend was a woman, but I think Mike also thought this guy was weird. Had to have. Yes. He lived with yes. them. He lived there. Exactly. He definitely knew the guy was weird. So the friend is like, something fishy is going on here, and you need to figure out what this guy's deal is. So Amy and Logan talked, and she was like, hey, if we're going to keep dating, you need to establish some boundaries with this former student. And Logan said, okay. He met up with the former student, and he did exactly what Amy asked. That made Amy feel better, but not great. She didn't fully trust Logan, so she decided to do some digging. (sighs) On July 23rd, she waited for Logan to leave for work at the middle school. And she went through his stuff. Logan had this jewelry box thing filled with like just a bunch of random crap. But underneath all the random crap was a thumb drive. Oh, (gasps) what was on it? She took it. What was on it? Plugged it into the computer. What was on it? Opened it up. Hundreds of pictures of child pornography. Yep. Yep. Like hundreds and hundreds. Child porn? Yeah. Oh, and he's a middle school teacher? Yep. Yep. Oh. It was super disturbing stuff involving very young children. Um, I'm not going to go too crazy into it, but I I will say, like, there were nude photos, but there were also photos of of children being raped. Oh, no. So here's a weird thing. I mean, weirder than that. (laughs) Yeah. And guys, it gets weird. Don't worry. It gets it's worse. It's all normal. <laughs> no, like, so I classify that as disturbing. Yeah. This I this next part I think is weird. So all these images were stored as PowerPoint files? They weren't individual images. They were PowerPoint presentations. So they could be viewed as a slideshow. Oh, gross. And so there were mixes of child porn and then non-pornographic images of his students. Oh, in these slideshows. Oh. Oh, my god, That's super weird and gross. Yep. Oh. So, 
she flipped. Uh, I mean, she just yeah. absolutely flipped out. She put the thumb drive back in the jewelry box. What? She didn't, she didn't go to the police? What? Hold on. I'd be like, hold on, guys. Oh, hell no, hold Logan. On, hold on. To she, the police. Keep in mind, at this point, she believes he has ties to the IRA, not some retirement account. <laughs> ties to the IRA. She She's finds like, well, all I this child porn. So go to the police. So. Go to the police. Hold on. That night, Logan comes home. He immediately knew something was wrong. But she was like, I'm just stressed. It's nothing. At some point in all this, she told Mike what was going on. And Mike was like, you need, you to, need call to call the, the police. police. Take the thumb drive and go to the police. She didn't know what to do. What? Sorry. <laughs> what? She didn't know what to do. Do you think the mic's picking this up? Jeez. <laughs> Between Norm burping into the mic and you like drinking your diet. Doctor. DDP. Yeah. What if I introduced Gaming Historian with a burp? I was like, what's up, gamers? Uh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think that would be off brand. Nice change of pace. No. I think just being on this podcast is off, off brand, brand for you. It is, but I love you too, so. Thanks. Ooh. So. Equally or like? <laughs> I love you too exactly the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> I can't pick a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> How disturbing was that? This is so messed up. <laughs> so the next morning, she's like, okay, I got to do something. She told him, oh, oh, so... Amy and Logan and his son apparently were planning to go on a little trip together. And she finds this child porn like right before this happens. So she's like, we're not going on the trip together. Yeah. You and I need a break. I'm going to go back to Utah to visit my family. And while I'm gone, you need to move out. Oh, she doesn't mention the child porn. She just says this relationship yeah. is done. Oh, are no. you? It's a bad move. Bad Are move. You ri- I see. I don't think so. It's a bad she, move. Now she doesn't have the child porn to give to the police. Hang on, you guys. You she guys thumb just drive? need to like keep your pants on. You ever heard that before? <laughs> keep your pants on. Excuse me. It is our birthdays today. <laughs> we will wear whatever we damn well please. <laughs> yeah. If we want to be here in our birthday suits, we will be here in our birthday suits. If I want to wear my celebratory g-string, I will. <laughs> And if I have to remove it with my teeth, then <laughs> so be it. It's what you do on She's your birthday. She's a friend helping out a friend. <laughs> yeah. You're really mentoring him. Yeah. Brandy's my mentor. <laughs> I don't understand why Kristen's so jealous. You got to hold that thought because I have to use the bathroom. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're like 20 minutes into this thing. Worse than me. It's nothing to my bottle. Are you guys ready for Logan's reaction when Amy told him We need a break? Yeah. He took it really well. I'm sure he was like, oh. And he was like this is, Oh man. I, I must have done something wrong. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> Crikey. That's not <laughs> Australian. Oh. <laughs> so here was his reaction. Are you ready? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> he screamed? So he just screamed, clenched fists, like went nuts, freaked her the hell out. Dropped the Irish accent. No. Oh. No. Hmm. You know what? 
you know what the problem is with you two? You don't trust. You don't trust enough. You just need to lower your guard down a bit and trust this guy. Yeah, I really trust with his this guy. PowerPoint slides. You know that that's probably not even his thumb drive. Oh, very so, good, Norm. It's probably not even his. Hold it for a friend. Yeah, it's a great argument for the defense. I didn't even know it was on it. <laughs> yeah, I bought it up from at a garage sale. Yeah, weird that my students were on there. Yeah, that's totally a weird, weird coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> so, in record speed, Amy got out of the house, got on a plane headed to Utah, and left the thumb drive behind. Right, she did. Bad move. As soon as she was safe with her family, she called 911 and she told them what she'd found. But he doesn't know she's found it. So exactly. Maybe. See, this is why I'm like, you guys are way off here. Because she... Oh, excuse oh. us. She was oh. with a guy who she knew to be dangerous. So she extracted herself from the situation safely without alerting to him to the idea that she knew he had child porn got herself to Utah, and then called the police. And the police were there, like, lickety-split. Like, they they went to the apartment, or they went to her and were like, we need to talk to you? No, they went to the apartment to go get the child porn. Do you have some tuna in there? <laughs> <laughs> Kiki is uh, halfway into Kristen's purse right His now. His elbow's deep in yeah. Kristen's purse. <laughs> There's something in there. <laughs> Kristen, I told you, you can't just have fish in your purse like that. I know you like to snack on it. carrying fish and catnip around with you. (laughs) She's been doing catnip again. So police arrived. Logan was there. He was totally calm. They confiscated his laptop, the nasty thumb drive. The whole time, Logan was totally chill. So the police got the thumb drive. Well, that's good. Well, she told them where it was. Okay, Kristen, calm down. All right. I'm just going to scream at both of you, okay? (laughs) God God almighty. (laughs) Get in there now, Kiki. Yeah. You don't have thumbs. You can't open it. It's all zipped up. (laughs) (laughs) She's pissed. We got in here before. (laughs) We were just in here. (laughs) Literally just in here. (laughs) Literally. So police looked through the thumb drive. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking kidding me. Hey, this is like when I'm trying to record an episode and Kiki's going crazy. Thank you, Brandy. Kiki, do you love me? So police looked through the thumb drive. They were like, oh shit, that's definitely child porn. And they got a warrant for Logan's arrest. Got him. Case closed. Great case, Kristen. Oh, there's more. There was just one problem. Logan isn't Logan. It wasn't a thumb drive. What? I I mean, (laughs) it's a middle finger drive. Sorry, I meant it wasn't his thumb drive. It was a floppy disk. (laughs) It was a five and a laser disk. (laughs) And they are fresh out of laser disk readers. (laughs) I don't have my laser player. Are you serious, Kiki? Uh, Kiki, what the hell? You gotta go. You want me to grab the spray bottle? Yeah, I do. Ooh, my favorite. <laughs> Texas Justice over here. Okay. There was just one problem. It was 
in a thumb drive. I'm going to say it wasn't his thumb drive. <laughs> no, Logan Storm wasn't really Logan Storm. Who was he? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Give it to me. I'm sure it's real scary with one teaspoon of water in it. <laughs> Bag up. Water shortage around here? Oh my God, she's going back. No, the problem, both of you are wrong, by the way. Damn it. Logan was missing. He was nowhere to be found. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, so they, they put out a warrant for his arrest and they're like, but where'd he go? Yeah. Okay. So at this point... Amy is scared shitless. She's back in Portland. Mm -hmm. She goes through the house. It's clear all of her stuff has been rifled through, and her spare key is missing. (gasps) Oh, no. She got to change those locks. Yep, and she did. Um, So she kind of starts freaking out. She's like, this guy has ties to the IRA. He for sure put a bomb in my car. So she called the cops. Irish car bomb. And... Car bomb. <laughs> car bomb. <laughs> it was car bomb. Irish car bomb. It's an ur car bomb. an ur car Please double check my car. So they did, and you know, it was fine. <laughs> there was no curber. No curber, her. <laughs> but while they were talking, they were like, uh, hold on. You know that he was never in the IRA, right? <laughs> He's not even Irish. He never... So he was Irish, but he had never lived in Ireland. Mm. He's Irish like you're Irish. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So he'd grown up in Portland, Uh and his Irish accent was fake. Oh! Oh! I I I don't like it when people are like, say like, yeah, I'm Irish. That'd be like if I was like, yeah, I'm Italian. But like, I'm... I do not consider myself Italian and like my family heritage is probably in Italy somewhere, but like I would never go up to, I would never like register on, on, Irish, the, yeah, yeah. I, on like a form that I'm Italian or anything. But this you know guy, this I guy, hate. this guy went the extra mile. When people do fake accents. We're from London. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so this guy wasn't really Irish. Was oh he? my God. <laughs> <sighs> he was from Portland, right? Love. <laughs> Have we talked about this on the podcast? No. Christian hates fake accents, specifically a fake English accent. Okay. The the accent I hate mm-hmm. is the fake British accent. Yes. Because everyone thinks they do a great fake British <laughs> Let's accent. Let's hear yours. No, because it sucks. And Kay. more people need to have my opinion. <laughs> and more people need so to shut it down. You're just a coward. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> I do love doing my 
fake British accent, and I don't claim that it's a good one. I just like how upset you get. (laughs) (laughs) He does it just to poke the bear. Yeah. Look out. Might be finding the Kerber myself soon. (laughs) (laughs) And call up Randy, Herb, Kerber! (laughs) She'll know exactly what you mean. Kerstiger to Kerber! (laughs) <laughs> and Brandy will say, Help us on the way! Help us on the way, Okay. Okay, so he's not from Ireland, and he had a fake Irish accent. So he kept up this fake Irish accent the whole time? The whole time? In front of the his whole time! Boy. In front of his kid? The whole time. His, so his kid didn't call BS? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have to go. <laughs> we, we have, have to, to leave, leave right now. now. <laughs> the thing I don't like about this show is they they left out a ton of details. And one of those details is, yeah, when did this fake Irish accent start? Did he turn it on and off? Like, right. did he take it to school with him? Like, yeah. what was his deal? You guys also were calling bullshit on his name. He was not born with that name, but, but it is he, his legal. It is it his legal name. He changed yeah. his name to Logan Storm. Yeah. Was that when he was trying to launch his porn career? I mean, it sounds very porny, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. The next Avenger, Logan Storm. No, oh, I think it sounds super porny. Rod Storm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's a big phony. Yeah, and he's he's gone. Nowhere to be found. And he's missing, so, but he has the spare key. Right, so Amy obviously changed her locks. She got a weapon. Didn't say what weapon, but she said she slept with it by her bed. So, you know. She got a gun, you think? Giant vibrator. <laughs> It'll kill you. <laughs> a big deal. What if, imagine that headline. Logan Storm beaten to death with, with a like giant dildo. With giant fist dildo. <laughs> She's like, am I doing this right? Norman can't even enjoy it. It's so terrifying. A giant fist dildo? You've never yeah. seen the giant no. fist No. What does that dildo? even look like? Norman, you gotta live, man. Should I try it? What does it, it look what like? Do you see a fist? <laughs> like, so it's just a fist? Okay. Oh, Brandy's gonna Google it. This is a thing. Oh, now Kiki's trying to get in your purse. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifice it. Oh, Jesus. Okay. It's, it's literally a fist. Man. Okay. You can get that on Amazon? <laughs> That's the first link. Prime. I must have it now. Amazon.com. The fist dildo. Yo, if I don't get this in two days, I'm getting a refund. I'm horny as hell. And my own fist just isn't cutting it. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'm going to get so many weird hats now. <laughs> Brandy, we saw you were interested in massive, <laughs> massive fist dildo. So at some point, investigators did discover that shortly after the police came and took Logan's thumb drive and electronics, his dad... Drove him to Canada. Mm. Oh boy! Then from Canada, Logan flew to London. <laughs> and wow! 
like a 19-year-old taking a gap year, Logan traveled to Ireland, to France, to Amsterdam, just having a lovely time. Backpacking through Europe. And all the while, he sent letters to prosecutors explaining that he was just afraid. Afraid that if he went to prison, he'd be raped and murdered. I mean, Who had the 12-year-old? I guess the mom. Yeah, yeah, the mom. Yeah. Hmm. I'm feeling pretty bad for him. Yeah, right? I mean, like, dude, you've got, you've got 600 got images of child, child porn, porn, and you're like, people don't like my type. Ooh. So apparently this whole time, Logan had some defense attorneys who were trying to convince him to come back to the U.S. and face the charges. And finally, in February of 2011, Logan gave in. He came back to the United States and was arrested at the airport. Got him. Got him, boys. So on January 23rd, 2013, Logan's trial began in front of a federal jury. The prosecution's case was pretty straightforward. They called investigators to the stand who talked about finding the porn on Logan's devices. They called Amy to the stand, and she talked about discovering the porn and how horrible that had been. But the defense had a perfectly logical explanation. It wasn't his thumb drive. It's not my thumb drive. Hmm. No, I'm Ooh. afraid. I'm afraid not. Are you ready for this? Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, what's a better defense than that? So why was this mild-mannered middle school teacher in possession of child porn? He'd confiscated it. He'd been framed. Oh! Framed? Amy was so jealous of Logan's relationship with the former student turned exotic dancer. <laughs> oh my That perhaps gosh. she was involved somehow. But you know what? Here, here's we have the no big, evidence, but this is probably Here's what. the big theory. Here's the big theory. Remember Amy's roommate, Mike? Yeah. Well, Mike was clearly in love with Amy. And it just killed him that she was dating Logan. So what did he do? He took... Logan's laptop, downloaded hundreds upon hundreds of images of child porn, made a bunch of creepy PowerPoints with a mix of porn and children from Logan's classroom, and then, then he played the waiting game. He waited, <laughs> waited for, for someone to, to stumble across Bullshit, the porn. Bullshit, this is the worst theory ever. No, Brandy. And easily disproven. No. And then, you know, once she did stumble across it, he would be the shoulder to cry on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was all true. You know what, guys? I know you guys are into this theory. You just need a little more info. So here's the info that's going to convince you. Okay, I'm ready for it. Mike okay. and Amy started dating? No. Um, I imagine what you two are thinking is, gee, it's so hard to find porn on the internet these days. If you were going to do all that, you'd have to really have some technological know-how. No. <laughs> well, now, this this is child porn. Well, it can't be that hard to find porn. I think you got to access the dark web. I you got to get on the on dark the regular web. web. Google dark I web. Mean, mo- <laughs> I, I would imagine most, I, yeah. most porn sites today are like completely banned that stuff. Okay, well, I guess I've never tried to look for it, so yeah, I don't know. Neither well, have yeah, either I, of I, us. No, no one has it this time. I'm not a child of porn expert <laughs> like you do. <laughs> So, Mike was a former member of the Geek Squad. Mm. And guess what? The thumb drive? It was the Geek Squad brand. 
So there you go. No. There you go. That is not a there you go. There was only one Geek Squad thumb drive in yeah, all of existence. All the got land. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Uh, but you, but Assistant U.S. Attorney Jan Shoemaker was like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Why on earth would he go to all that trouble on the off chance that Amy would then go through Logan's jewelry box, discover the thumb drive, and then put it into her computer? And by the way, a lot of these images predate Logan even meeting Amy. So, like, mm-hmm. just none of That's this makes sense. any you sense. You can easily just prove yeah, it. You yeah. can look yeah. at the date of the images. Okay, so in... In fairness to the defense, they did have one argument that was not stupid, um, and it was about the investigators doing sloppy work. For example, they didn't take all of the computers out of the house. Mm-hmm. They didn't document their search by taking photos. They left their own electronic fingerprints on Logan's devices. But the prosecution just pressed forward, and they were like, yeah, there were some mistakes made in handling these devices, but... Nobody put child porn Mm -hmm. onto the devices. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. (laughs) What does your note say? My note right there says he pled not guilty, which like... What? Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So this trial lasted six days. And ultimately, he was found guilty. Mm Mm-hmm. He was convicted on one count of possessing child porn. One count? Yeah, that's that's all they had on it. But it's a federal charge. Even with like multiple images, you just get one count. I don't know. That must be the way it works. I've mm. never been charged with child porn possession. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> so they just had to wait for sentencing. The prosecution argued that Logan shouldn't be released while he awaited sentencing. He's a flight he risk. Was a flight risk. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He traveled the world. Yeah. He had fled the country in 2010. Why wouldn't he do it again? Yes. But the defense was like, oh, calm down. Old news. We're 100% certain that he learned his lesson. <laughs> Let's look at the facts. When we got him to come back to America, he surrendered his passport like a total sweetie pie. <laughs> and he'd been living with his parents for the last year and a half waiting for this trial. He could have left then, but he didn't. <laughs> Judge Answer Haggerty was like, yeah, prosecution... Answer Haggerty? Answered Haggerty? A-N-C-E-R is the first name. Uh-huh. Haggerty. Answer Haggerty. I just you just say names like everybody's heard that name yeah. ever before. I, I just try to be some somewhat confident. <laughs> my boy, answer Haggerty. Hey, can you stop fiddling with that hat, please? It's gonna get picked up on the mic. <laughs> I'm touching the hat, fondling that. If I did this while you were recording a gaming historian episode, you would <sighs> lose your mind. Welcome to the. Do you want to talk about the hat? Yeah, Brandy got me a beautiful Miami Dolphins snapback hat it for is my really birthday. Cool. It is wonderful. I'm Thank you, you Brandy. Like I'm glad you like it. You're welcome. Brandy is an amazing gift giver. Brandy has impeccable taste. Brandy memorizes other people's tastes. Yeah. yeah. I take note of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I like giving gifts. Yeah. So, like, probably next holiday, she'll get you that fist dildo you had your <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? Every time... 
I I get to spend the night at Brandy's house. I get unlimited <laughs> strawberry ice cream. And I can watch whatever I want on TV. <laughs> that is so dis. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 what are you like, like when you were a kid, spent the night at grandma's. <laughs> I can stay up as late as I want, eat strawberry ice cream. Okay, weirdo. Brandy lets me go to Blockbuster and yes. rent a movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, he's definitely a flight risk. Yeah, but they, 100%. They're, but they're, like, they're going to let him. But they're like, he's a big sweetie pie. And he's going he's to he, He's a big sweetie pie, even though he got arrested what's he for facing? child porn. So yeah, he, what's a federal count of oh, child pornography? God. Okay, I think it was, I think he was facing seven years. That seems low, but okay. I know. I agree. It seems Whew. low. Whew. Um, so he runs. So yeah, uh, the judge lets him go, yes. which is like answer unbelievable to Come me. On, so answer, he left the country, huh? So <laughs> he's like, so the judge is like, okay, Logan, see you back in April, all right? And Logan was like, sure, I'm a good guy who has zero history of running from the law. <laughs> Thank you, judge. You're a genius. Now for the big surprise. Are you ready to be surprised? Yes. He left the country. He sure did. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm talking literally hours after this happened, hours after the conviction, he was wearing one of those, you know, electronic monitoring yeah. things. Yeah. He went to a park in Troutdale, Oregon, cut off mm-hmm. the monitoring bracelet, stole his father's passport. Right. Stole his girlfriend, which who? How he did had a this, girlfriend? How, yeah, who is dating this guy? It's the exotic dancer. I don't know, but can you imagine? This should give hope. Oh, this should give hope to to guys out there. There's I don't someone know. For everyone. <laughs> There's someone out there for everybody. Oh, my boyfriend this guy sure is, is a convicted. nice guy. This he, guy's in court for possession of child porn, and he's got a girlfriend. That is unreal. Oh, to me. That, that is, is insane. Ugh. ugh. Uh, so he stole his new girlfriend's green Ford F one picky fifty pickup. A picky. Hey, I'm moving. Can I borrow your picky? <laughs> <laughs> Makes it sound a lot more feminine. Doesn't it? <laughs> so he took off for Mexico. <laughs> I hope there's no Kerber. <laughs> I'm gonna go Kerber. Kerber, I'm your picky. <laughs> No, Piggy, no. <laughs> Pieces of Piggy flying through the air. Blew my Piggy to bits. So as soon as authorities realized he was missing, U.S. Marshals launched an international manhunt. And I cannot believe... I, can you imagine how annoyed they would be yeah, with this judge? Yeah, they'd be like, fucking judge. Like, wow. You idiot. Okay. Shocking. Yeah. He ran. Hmm. So Logan was on the run for six weeks. Wow. When U.S. Marshals finally caught him in Mexico City, they were like, hey... Logan, the Irish jig is up. Come with us. <laughs> the Irish jig is I up. I love it. Thank you. Wow. Thank did, you. Did you write that? Yes, I wrote that. Wow. <laughs> you think that was in like a serious article in the Oregonian? <laughs> Your river dance has come to an end. Okay, no, yeah, no. Try again. Yeah. So he tried Guess to pretend. Guess you need a four-leaf clover now, <laughs> Logan. <laughs> okay, that was, that that was better. Good. Yeah, that was pretty good. I'm working on it. <laughs> so he tried to pretend he wasn't Logan Storm. He tried to pretend he was his dad, and they were like, "Dude, shut <laughs> up!" You know. His new sentencing hearing was in September. 
and it was a doozy. He so obviously he played pled guilty to the failure to appear charge because how can you not plead yeah. guilty to that? But other than that, he was not interested in taking responsibility. Logan told the court that this had all been a grave misunderstanding. I am not a pedophile, he said. Then he talked about all of the great things he's done for his community. He said that his loved ones and really society as a whole would be punished by his conviction. I'm sorry, (laughs) what? Uh, Yeah, because he's so great. So if you lock him up, then all that greatness, you're putting that greatness in a box, Brandy. The only way to handle this situation was to let him head on home. No. No jail time. And no. Every, everyone stood up in the court and cheered. <laughs> it was like a slow clap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a crazy idiot. That's ridiculous. You get convicted for child porn, you run off to Mexico, and you really think, oh, I'm going to try to convince... Well, I guess if a judge was dumb enough to let to him let go, you go, then maybe yeah. you would be like, maybe this judge is dumb enough to let yeah. me just go home. Logan's mom also spoke. She said her son is a good Samaritan. Once again, this was all a big misunderstanding, and it was all Amy's fault. <sighs> Amy, Amy's fault? Are you ready? Amy had misunderstood Logan's mentorship with his former student. But it has nothing to do with the child she, porn! She called Amy <laughs> an insecure, snooping kind of woman. What? She said what? that Amy had framed her son because she was so jealous. Okay. Get That's out of some here. bullshit. But U.S. District Court Judge Michael Simon was like, I don't oh, think so. What happened to Answer Haggerty? So I, I didn't write this down. This guy sucks. Get Everybody him off drink. the case. <laughs> I didn't write this down, but I think that other judge was just filling in. Well, I, maybe I don't know, but I think he was just <laughs> filling in. I, I'm not. I'm not 100 okay. percent certain mm-hmm. on that. So he like filled in, screwed the pooch, Ooh. and then you know yeah. moved along. Michael Simon came in. What's this guy's name? <laughs> Michael Simon. The, the new Michael judge, Simon's district chef. court judge. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's the new judge's name? Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> Michael Simon. Yeah. It is Michael yeah. Simon. Yeah. <laughs> Gordon, so Gordon Ramsay. He's like, you're getting seven years for child porn. And an additional year for that super fun international manhunt yeah. you put us through. Just okay. a year? Okay, that is exactly yeah, what I said. Pay some how money how or much, something? How much money did yeah. that cost, so, U.S. Marshals? A failure to appear charge, apparently, you do get like a year. But uh, this was so much more than just, just failure, failure to, to appear. appear. Yeah, yeah it's, was, not, it's not like he was like, oh, my bad, he was I a forgot. Fugitive. He should yes. have been charged with a fugitive yeah. injustice. So they were like, so and prosecutors had tried to argue for more than just mm-hmm. a year for obvious reasons. They were like, "This is not typical." Yeah, he cut his ankle bracelet, fled to Mexico, and then when we finally caught him, he had the audacity to try to be like, "It's not me, it's my dad." Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm my dad. <laughs> After he received his <laughs> sentence, Logan immediately said he planned to appeal, uh, and prosecutors were like, "Really great, that's cute. Bring it on." Because we heard that you touched two girls at a swimming pool in 2007, and they were under the age of 14. What? Oh, so, so they're going to bring those up again. see you at your next trial. Oh, shit. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. So let's talk about that. Peanut is snoring. Team Peanut. She's, she's she snoring. snoring. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so on June 10th, 2007, Logan was at the Mount Scott Community Center Pool in Portland. 
It was really crowded that day. And two girls, ages 8 and 11, claimed that he swam up to them while they were swimming and touched them inappropriately. So police did question him that day. But at the time, Logan Storm was a middle school math teacher with no criminal record. Yep. They didn't think they could win the case, so they didn't bother with it. Shit. But then... A few years later, when he's caught with all this child porn, they were like, okay, we're feeling a lot more confident in the case. Let's bring this to a jury. This guy was for sure a creep. Yep. But obviously, that took a while because he went on the run twice and he was on. He had that trial. So by the time he was finally brought to this trial, seven years had passed since that incident at the pool. In pretrial motions, Logan's defense attorneys made the argument that any good defense attorney would make. They asked the judge to bar the prosecution from bringing up the child porn at trial. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. The defense argued that the prosecution should not be allowed to to discuss the prior bad acts. Their case should stand on its own. It's pertinent. (laughs) That's so dumb. And so, I, like, I mean... It's a good legal argument, it's a but good, it is pertinent yeah, it's, to this Yeah, it's case. what you gotta do when you're a defense attorney, but, like, it's you absolutely relevant. You have to be relevant. able to show that he is a If you're touching little kids in a pool and you also happen to have child pornography, there's yeah, a connection there's there. a connection. This is really common, though. I mean, usually oh, you, super can't, you can't bring up... That's the that's I the know. Tate Perk thing. Wait, go, go into more detail. Uh, Tate Perk is the guy who killed... Um, Cora Okonski. Yes. And um, that's how his conviction, one of his, con- currently, like he is appealing his conviction based yeah. on, they allowed in evidence of, I believe it was former abuse. And he says that that shouldn't have been allowed in. And there's a chance that his conviction will be overturned. It's going to, I think his hearing is tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Ooh, well. That's our first Patreon post. Yeah. Um, I feel conflicted on this because on the one hand, I'm thinking like, okay, so what if someone, when they were like 22, went and burned a building down mm-hmm. and they got convicted, they did their time, whatever. Then they get out of prison and then probably any time for the rest of their lives that a building burns down near them, obviously they would be a suspect. I don't have a problem with that. But like... If you can admit all that info into trial, then you could get, you really risk going to prison for something you didn't do, you might not have done. But, I mean, Stephen Avery, right? Yeah. I, I, I wish there was a different standard for cases like this, uh-huh. where it's already so hard to prove. Uh-huh. Sexual assault. Anytime yeah. where it's like a he said, she said mm-hmm. thing, I think it's so hard to prove that you have to be able to look back on someone's past. Yeah. Well, I think, but I think there's a way to say it's connected. Like Stephen Avery was picked up as a suspect because he was a weird dude and he did weird stuff, like having sex in his front yard and stuff, not because he'd actually raped someone or mm-hmm. whatever. Not the same. Child pornography and molesting a kid at the pool, same ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think there just has to be clearer guidelines on what is related and what's not. 
Does it make you nervous at all, though, that the prosecution can, could bring a really weak case against someone and they would probably go yeah. to prison? Yes, it yeah. does. It does. Um, Dax, my buddy, <laughs> said that like the way to he he believes that the way to fix our justice system mm-hmm. is people have to decide that it is the risk of letting someone go who might be guilty is is better than the risk of imprisoning someone who might be innocent. Yeah. And I think that's totally true. Would be horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And currently our justice system is not structured that way. Currently it's better to imprison someone who might be innocent yeah. than to let someone who might be guilty. And see, that's what makes me go. so nervous. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's the name Stephen Avery is so familiar to me and I can't... Making a murderer. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, where have I heard I'm, that name before? I'm burning up in here. Well, it's because it was freezing when we got here and we turned it... Burn to the ground. What are your thoughts on this, Norm? Um, I think th- they should... Abs- I think it's perfectly fine to bring up, especially if they are found guilty of it, to bring up... A previous charge that is absolutely related, related. to a new to a new charge. I, oh, he has a history of doing stuff to you know. He has a history of like child porn, so it's reasonable to think, yeah, he might, he, this was motivation for him to molest children. I think that there might be have to be guidelines around it. Can you can you bring in an expert to say that this is a this is a possible progression? It mm-hmm. starts with child porn and it progresses to molestation and whatever. Maybe you can't just bring those things in all willy nilly. Yeah, you have to be able to have an expert who can connect them. Okay, I'm trying to think of a re- a, a reason where you wouldn't want to do that. Like it's bad to do that. Well, it it would be bad because. Presumably, the prosecution could bring a much weaker case against someone, but because and just they be have like, "Well, history. he did it before." Yeah, yeah. So it's got to well, be in him like again. A case, in case, I hate to use this as an example because I think he did it, and I think that he, his conviction should stand. But in the case of Tate Perk, they don't have physical evidence; they don't yeah. have a body, and so the evidence they have is there was a history of domestic violence in the home. And Mm -hmm. this is how we believe she died. And friends suspected suspected it and everything. But without that, without allowing that previous incident, those previous bad acts in. The case would have nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But I think in this case, they should definitely be allowed. They didn't allow it, did they? No. To bring it up. And they usually don't. I mean, to be fair, that would be very unusual. Yeah. Yeah. So. The judge agreed, said, okay, prosecution, you can't talk about the child porn Mm -hmm. trial. This trial lasted five days. The two girls testified. The older one, who by this point was 18 years old, said that he touched her butt twice. The first time, she thought it was an accident, but then he came up and touched her again and ran his hand down her thigh. Mm. So that's when she yelled at him and called him a pervert and jumped out of the pool to tell her mom mm-hmm. what had just happened, which I just... Yeah. How great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Good for her. The younger girl had a fairly similar experience. She was in the pool. He came up, touched her butt, and she jumped out of the pool and told an adult. Yeah. 
Both of them said they got a good look at him that day, and they ID'd him that day. Mm -hmm. But the defense argued that the girls were mistaken. They'd gotten the wrong guy. Well, and the police came and talked to him that day, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just didn't think they had enough to right. move forward. Because you just have... Because he was a middle school... You have school, little girls' his middle school words math against teacher. an adult. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. A they, well-respected adult at that time. With no criminal record. Yeah. The other thing they said was that the eight-year-old girl had trouble describing where she'd been touched, mm-hmm. which I kind of think, well, maybe that's just because she was eight yeah. and she's under all this pressure. Well, it yeah. also been how many years? It was no, at the time when she was yeah. eight, she had trouble. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, later she, she was fine. Gotcha. You know? Okay, so... The defense called a psychology professor to the stand who testified that, you know, basically witnesses constantly make mistaken identifications. Mm -hmm. It's about a third of the time. Yeah. They also called Logan's son to the stand, who by this point was 15, which I feel so sorry for that kid. Yeah. And I couldn't find much on what his testimony was, but my understanding is that he basically said, you know, he was with his dad the whole Mm -hmm. time. But the prosecution was like, come on. We have testimony from the two girls. They ID'd him the day it happened. And he was a six-foot-two man swimming in the three-foot-deep shallow end of the pool, and he was wearing goggles. Wow. Gosh, and if they had been allowed to admit the child porn charge, that would have been, like... Oh, it would have been done. It would have been concrete, yeah. yeah. But I also think, like, gosh... Two girls both said the same thing. You know, at what point do you believe? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, what's their motivation to lie about that? Right. Exactly. A, a, right. A, to, a, for a total stranger, they don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. So the prosecution called a member of the pool staff to the stand. I find this kind of amusing and gross. So they were like, the yeah, pool boy? we are trained to look out for child molesters mm-hmm. at the pool. Yeah. And the <laughs> the person said... One of the things we look for are adults wearing goggles in the shallow end of the pool. That is <laughs> yeah. a big red flag. It's kind of it creepy. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't really think about it, but yeah, absolutely. Why Why on earth would a grown man yeah. be in the shallow end of the pool? With goggles on. Yeah. Yeah. So meanwhile, as this was all happening, the jury was having a really tough time. Some of them worried that Logan had written their names down during jury selection And at one point, one of the jurors approached the judge's clerk and asked if Logan was in protective custody or if he was out just living his life in Portland. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So that freaked out the defense. They were like, okay, the jury is afraid Mm -hmm. of the defendant. So defense attorney Michael Levine asked the judge for a mistrial. He argued Mm -hmm. that the jurors were prejudiced against Logan. Mm Mm-hmm. He said they saw Logan as a guilty person, a nefarious person, who might reach out to them after the trial was over. Which I find so annoying, because it's like... Well, maybe he shouldn't have been acting like a fucking creeper then. Yeah, I mean, they're just using their intuition. Yeah. They're looking at this guy thinking, he creeps me out. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Like, yeah, and yeah. They're, they're four days into this five-day trial. Yeah. They're not going to withhold all their judgment until the final day when they go into deliberations. Right. You can't turn your brain off like yeah. that. I always think that's so difficult when they're like, you have to be completely impartial, you know, impartial as a juror. And it's like, you're not like a robot. You don't no, just sit there and like... turn oh, off intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get a vibe off of somebody. And you yeah. shouldn't turn off intuition. No, I think that's part of it. Yeah. 
So the judge was like, no, there's no mistrial here. We need to keep on trucking. Mm-hmm. So in closing arguments, this pisses me off so bad. The defense attorney, Michael Levine, made an impassioned argument over and over again. He yelled about how seven years had passed since this accusation was first brought against his client. Seven years. Why had it taken so long? Why the huge delay? Why bring this to a jury now? How come he gets to ask that? Because there's a reason why. And he knows why. And they can't say anything. (laughs) Yeah. He shouldn't be allowed to say that. I think it's so shitty. Yeah. So shitty. Yeah, if they can't argue the child porn, he he can't make that argument. That's messed up. I cannot imagine living with myself. I know this is perfectly legal for yeah. him to do. But that's fucked up. You you won. You got the child porn thing mm-hmm. so that it can't be brought up. Now you're acting like there's something fishy about the fact that it's taken 7 years when you know the reason it took 7 years was because your client went on the run twice yeah. and he had a whole other trial. Yeah. That's so messed up. And the prosecution's hands were tied. Yeah, they can't do anything. anything. They just had to not acknowledge the fact that it had been seven years. Yeah, which doesn't look great to the jury. It looks fucking weird. Yeah. So what happens? What do you think happened? I think they found him not guilty. Not guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They deliberated for three hours, and by a vote of 10 to 2, they found him not guilty. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think... I have a theory. Mm-hmm. I think part of it was the seven years thing. For mm-hmm. me, that would be weird. Yeah. Why Why? Why are we years? waiting seven years? Yeah. But I also wonder about the big argument over a mistrial. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that happened in front of the jury. It can't happen in front of a jury. Oh, well, then never mind. There goes my theory. Yeah. Never mind. But yeah, if he'd been convicted, he would have faced another six to 12 years. Mm. And that's the story of Logan, Logan Storm. Storm. So, Storm. I wouldn't call see, him Logan Stone. Is he in prison still right now, or is he out? Hmm. You know what? What year, what, what year I, was he convicted? I think it was 2013. I bet he got out. He's for probably him. out I'm by sure now. He's out by now on parole. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm guessing he has to register as a sex offender. Yeah. So he also, um, for 10 years after his conviction, conviction, he has really strict monitoring. Like they, you know. Yeah. They keep close tabs on him, hopefully. But I mean, was he interviewed in that? No, no. Oh. That's the other thing I didn't really like about that show. They, they like glossed over a lot of the really interesting stuff. Yeah. Severe thunderstorm warning in our yeah, area. It just like popped mm-hmm. up out of nowhere. Ladies and gentlemen, if the recording goes out, let's go over our famous last words, Kristen. Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it's just a thunderstorm. I can't find if he's been released or not. Hmm. He has to have a 10, after being released, he'll have 10 years of yeah. supervised release. I am not a pedophile. That's what he says. I don't believe him. Yeah. All right, are we ready? Ready. So, I was thinking about what I should do for like a birthday case. Yes. Clown? Uh, thought about clowns. Thought about things that happened on June 12th. Ooh, that would have been fun. Yeah. What, what has except, happened on June 12th besides our birthdays? 
Besides of the day we, the day we were born. Nicole Brown Simpson was <gasps> murdered on June. Oh, oh that's right. And Ron oh. Goldman. Oh. But I was like, fuck, I can't do That'd that. Be a, that's <laughs> a, how big of a... It's so big. That'd be like an eight-hour so episode, huge. right? That that's one. the 25th anniversary. Wow. Yeah. I remember Dang. when it happened. Do you? I do. I remember watching the trial as a kid yeah. a little bit. I remember I, I remember the it being my birthday and like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and like the stuff about the murder I was, being on the news. I was living in Scotland, mm-hmm. so we didn't really have any yeah. news on it. But I remember my dad listening, because it was a, a, like an international when they had the verdict. Yeah. So like the international radio stations yeah. were playing, and we were driving in the car, and my dad listened, and he got so pissed when he heard yeah. the verdict. Mm. I guess my dad had been following it, but... The whole world followed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I so I decided I wasn't going to do that because this episode would be 37 hours long. Um, it's already going to be 37 yeah. hours long. So instead, I picked a case about a party. Heck yeah. Okay. A killer party. Ooh. What do you mean by that? Hmm, let's find out. A really fun party. It was a really great party. They just made a little too much noise and it went to court. So right off the bat, I have to say that like, Almost all of this info comes from the same source. It comes from this amazing article um, in Rolling Stone by Nathaniel Rich. And I'm basically just... Um, Stealing? No. <laughs> I am uh, paraphrasing it. Thank you. Uh, and I'm giving him credit. Thank you. <laughs> That's how we do it Nathaniel. on this podcast. That's right. Thank you, Nathaniel. There wasn't shit to do in Port St. Lucie, Florida, if you were a teenager. Port St. Where is that? That's because it's near Miami. That's because Port St. Lucie wasn't built for teenagers. Named after the patron saint of people with eye problems. (laughs) (laughs) So, old people? Yes. (laughs) The town was kind of the brainchild of these three brothers from Jacksonville, Florida, Frank Elliott and Robert Mackle. Um, And they were determined to profit from this big migration of retirees to Florida that started in the 60s. By the way, it always blows my mind that Jacksonville is the biggest city in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I always think like Miami, Miami, Tampa Bay, Orlando, but it's Jacksonville. That's crazy to me. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Sorry. I get Uh, fired up when I hear that. It's okay. Sure. So We all have our passions. That's right, and you're passionate about Jacksonville, Florida. No, I like the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) So in 1961, these brothers bought like 40,000 acres of what was essentially swampland, swampland and forest. Mm -hmm. And then they divided it up into plots that were 80 by 125 feet. And then they placed these big ads in Life magazine and Newsweek magazine that promised this Florida dream retirement. And you could buy these plots of land with these what were promised to be like space age houses on them for really low money like ten dollars down and then ten dollars a month super cheap oh but the catch was that you had to pay it for the rest of your life like you would yeah, but never if you're pay retired, off retired you're kind of like hey <laughs> right, right, right i got five years left i'll yeah. do that so do they just like bulldoze kermit's home yeah yeah hey, what are you doing <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so th- it worked. I'm, but well, yeah. People, but people were pretty pissed and they showed up and they had a chunk of swamp yeah. rather than yeah. what they thought was like this. this place because is a the dump. ads had these like, 
um, this like cute little girl with a ponytail on a beach holding a beach ball and it was uh-huh. like your dream retirement and then you show up to your plot that you purchased it's a and dumpy it's swamp. a swamp or part of a forest and there's an alligator winking at you <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. it's just heaven to Kermit um, but so by 1980 Port, Port St. Lucie had grown to 15,000 people and it was just this like manufactured town. It was it's like a hundred miles north of Miami, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, <gasps> Guys, if you can't hear that, that was Ooh. a scary crack. That of was thunder. big. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, because the population had started to boom, the city had continued to grow, kind of outwards and towards the coast. And by 2006, which was kind of the height of the real estate boom, this is kind of where it peaked before it. The housing bubble collapsed. Yeah. Port St. Lucie's population had surpassed 150,000. So in wow. 20 years, it grew, like 26 years, it grew by tenfold. That's incredible. That's huge growth. Um, it was, in fact, the fastest growing city in the United States. Wow. Yeah. And as that population grew, the median age of the Port St. Lucie, <laughs> or St. St. Port St. Lucie, a citizen had dropped dramatically. So originally it's all retirees and now more than a third of the city's population are younger than 24. Wow. And there wasn't anything for them to do. Cause it was just like houses, right? Yeah. It's yeah. all houses. And so bored teenagers did what they often do. They smoke pot and they threw house parties. Not me. <laughs> I was a good teenager. So it's really fun. (laughs) So it's actually funny because um, around this time, like around 2006, the um, you could buy houses in Port St. Lucie for really, really cheap um, because of the housing boom. Like sometimes you could buy a little like 1960s house for like $50,000. And so, like Miami drug dealers were setting up grow houses. Oh in Port my gosh. Wow. Like one bust shut down like 69 grow houses in Port St. Louis. Holy crap. Drive it down to Miami. And so it had this big reputation of being a pot town. They started calling yeah. it Pot St. Lucie. And so that's what the teenagers did. They threw house parties and they smoked pot. And in July of 2011, that's exactly what Tyler Hadley had intended to do. Tyler told his friends all week that he was going to throw a party and no one believed him. He'd never thrown a party before. It wasn't in his nature. He was kind of a quiet guy, kind of strange, not super popular, but he was kind of known to hang out with a bunch of potheads and stuff like that. And I think he was kind of a pothead himself, Um, but he had really strict parents and they had gotten even stricter lately because Tyler had started to get in some trouble. He had started to hang out with kind of the wrong crowd and he'd actually gotten arrested recently after a fight at a house party that he was at. Uh-huh. And so um, his parents had like taken away his car keys, taken away his phone. And he was left with his only communications to his friends um, through his computer, through Facebook. And so by like Saturday, Saturday, July 16th, 2011, it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. Tyler started to get messages on his Facebook. They're like, hey, you know, is the party on? Are we still having the party? And he's like, I'm working on it. 
and um, he got several messages of this of this kind. And they're like, well, are your parents going to be gone? He said, nope, my parents are going to be there. They're leaving soon. And then at 1.15 on that same day, so July 16th, 2011, Tyler posted on his Facebook, party at my crib tonight, dot, 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 maybe. Hmm. Still, no one was like, everybody yeah. was like, it's not so happening. So indecisive. Yeah, it's not happening. And then at 8.15 that night, Tyler posted another message on his Facebook. Party at my house. Hit me up. And still, friends were like, what? And there were like several comments that were like, whoa, what if your parents come home? Yeah. And Tyler said, Tyler's reply was, they won't. Trust me. Oh, no. He no. killed them. No, oh, Brandy. No. Oh, this is such a Brandy case. He killed them so he could have a party? Brandy, no. Kristen. Brandy. Why would you jump to that conclusion? Because I know how your brain works. I know what <laughs> cases you're drawn to. The fact that you just said, they won't trust me. And, and gave me an evil look. Anyway, um, continue. So by 11.30 that Saturday night, um, a group of like a l- 10 or 11 people showed up to Tyler's house, um, including this guy, Mike. Mike was a popular junior from the same high school that Tyler went to, but he didn't actually know Tyler. He only knew him like by sight, like he recognized him, but they'd never interacted before. But word about this party had gotten out, and and so... They decided that they that he'd stop by with his group of friends because it was July in Port St. Lucie and there was absolutely nothing else to do. Wait, was there not much going on in this town? <laughs> what are you trying to tell us, Brandy? So when Mike and his 10 friends show up at the door, Tyler answers it and he's wearing a black T-shirt, black Dickie shorts and black Nike Air Force ones. Mm. Um Better to cover the blood. Red does not show well on black. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mike said that he seemed kind of anxious, but he was also clearly rolling on ecstasy. Like his pupils were huge. Like um, it was just, he was like, he was like rubbing his hands together the entire time he was talking. It was just very clear that he was in an altered state. Why this is, like I just, that? no, I just feel like such an idiot with this stuff. Cause like if I saw someone like that, I'd be like, what's up with that weirdo? Yeah, <laughs> I would, I would have no idea that he was rolling yeah. either. And Tyler told him, come on in. I just don't want smoking inside. This is my parents' house. Before long, the party had grown to like 60 kids. Um, and most of them had no idea who Tyler was. They yeah. just heard about a party. Sometimes that's how it goes. In yeah. high school. There were kids all over the place. They were on the couches. They were playing beer pong. Why are you pointing at Kristen? She well, knows what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Do you what? know what you're Kristen talking about? Kristen threw crazy parties in high school. No, I did not. No, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy with Brandy the evidence. Brandy went to my parties. They I witnessed testimony. <laughs> they were not cool they parties. Not, I didn't say that. I just said they weren't crazy. <laughs> no. Uh, there was no beer pong. There was no that. beer at all. No, there no was alcohol. Spice Girls. No, yeah. Well, that was we were not by high school. There was a pool table. There was. Uh-huh. There was uh, one of those big screen TVs that was like as big as the house. Oh yeah, giant. You know, like, yeah, yeah. One of those the big like rear projector. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, tons of soda, plenty of snacks. That's right. So many couches. Tons of couches. <laughs> so many yes. couches. Yes, because my parents Everyone never, gets a couch. My yeah. parents never got rid of couches. They just yeah. moved so them down just to like the multiple basement. multiple seating areas in the basement. Yeah. God bless them. Yeah. Yeah. 
The parties did not disappoint. We played a lot of Kristen Ball. Yeah. Which is a game. Kristen Ball? By yeah. me. How do you play? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> it's basically ripping off the newlywed game, but with yeah. friends. Yep. But you called it Kristen Ball? Yeah, because she invented yeah. it. There was no ball. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay. It's like it's a friends reference. Phoebe comes up with the game uh, and she calls friends. it Phoebe Ball. I never watched Friends. Wow. My bad. Hmm, okay. Anyway. I was so, too busy gaming. There's kids everywhere. <laughs> They're like looking there's looking for snacks in the kitchen. There's yeah. beer pong. There's kids making out on every couch, every corner, every chair, mm-hmm. whatever. Everywhere. You guys step over people making <laughs> yes. out. Pardon me. Excuse yeah. me. The place was a disaster by this point. There were glass bottles broken on the floor. There were cigarette butts like gr- like put out in the floor, like in the carpet, a in the bunch rug. of filthy animals. Oh yeah, but I said no smoking, guys. He Tyler was not at all concerned about the destruction inside the house. His chief concern was people going outside and people making too much noise. So he didn't so want the cops to show the up. the attention of the neighbors who might call the police. Yeah. Okay. Didn't want the cops to show up. Yeah. So at first he had been telling people to go out back and smoke when they wanted to smoke. And then finally he was like, you know what? Just stay in the house. You can smoke in the house. That's fine. I don't care. Don't go outside. Is that where the bodies are? Hmm. 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 What bodies? There was like a crowd kind of gathered around like the family computer. They had like a desktop computer kind of in the dining room area. And they were playing music on YouTube, um, specifically songs by Wiz Khalifa, which I didn't realize Wiz Khalifa was that popular back then. 2006? Maybe these kids were really cool. Is this 2006? 2006, yeah. It seems early for His early mixtape stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, it was... This one kid, Mike, that I mentioned before, he's kind of like looking around as they're like looking at the music and he notices that like just different areas of the carpet are really filthy and specifically like an area around the computer desk is filthy. There's like this brownish dried liquid that's kind of like gotten kind of tacky. It's kind of in the creases of the keyboard and then it's Mm. kind of like on the carpet and he's like, what the fuck did someone spill over here? It's probably gravy. Yeah, it's probably gravy. Yeah. You know how nasty that gets when you get in your keyboard. Mm -hmm. His thought was that it was probably Coke, that somebody had tried to do like mixed drinks or whatever and it spilled Coke everywhere and it just kind of got syrupy and Coke and gravy. Gross. (laughs) Um, but he didn't really think about it anything. Um, people kept asking Tyler, like, where are your parents? Are they out of town? And he kind of told everybody a different story. He told one, one guy that they'd gone to Georgia. He told another guy that they'd gone to Orlando. He told another girl that his parents didn't live there anymore, that this was his house now. Mm. Um, it's just kind of a different story to anybody who asked. By midnight, the party had grown, grown, <laughs> growing, <laughs> had grown to over 100 people. Man, um, surely the, the cops are going to get called, right? So got a hundred people in the house. That's his big concern. That's Tyler's big yeah. concern. It's gotten loud. The Ethel next door is not going to stand for this. The no. dogs. They have the family has two dogs. They have a lab and a beagle, and they've started to freak out just by the number of people. Well, sure. And so Tyler just like shoves them in different rooms in the house. He like locks one in a bathroom and one in a Aww. closet. And um, just think of peanut. There are a hundred people in this house. Peanut freaks out when Brandy comes over. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the place just looked like it had been ransacked. Like every surface had turned over. There's right. broken stuff everywhere. Um, 
one girl arrived like around midnight and she had this big crush on Tyler. Um, her name was Stephanie. And she, by that time it was like a hundred people deep and she managed to find her way to where Tyler was. And she kind of just stood by him. She didn't know him really well, but had this big crush on him. And she noticed that he was acting odd, quieter than usual, kind of like had this far off look in his eye, mm-hmm. totally not engaged with the party. But again, like there was drugs there. People were doing ecstasy. People were smoking pot. So she kind of just wrote it off as, well, he's on something. Right. Uh, and she was there with a friend um, named William, who was also friends with Tyler. And he, William had known Tyler since he was in sixth grade. And so they kind of talked about it. And she was like, he was like, Tyler always acts strange. Like, this is just kind of him. You just don't know him that well. Like, mm-hmm. he'll do this, and then in an hour, he'll be, you know, like, totally normal. By 1230, the party was, like, out of beer. People had started playing water pong because they were <laughs> out of beer. And so Tyler asked his friend, who was 21 and there, to take him to the gas station that was a block away and go get more beer. And so the three of them, so this guy Mark, Tyler, and Mark's girlfriend Ashley got in a car and went to the gas station. Tyler gave Mark money. He went in, bought four cases of Bush Light. Ooh. Mm, my beer mm. of choice. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so good. I've never had a Bush Light. Ashley, it sounds terrible. Though. Neither have I, yeah. <laughs> I've had a few Bush Light. What do you think? I mean, it's cheap beer. It's just okay. watery beer, right? It's, it's watery, and it doesn't really taste like much. That's the point of it. It's cheap. You know? So, Nothing like Miller High Life. No. The champagne, champagne of beers. beers. <laughs> you guys, we're not sponsored by them. This episode brought to you by Miller High Life. Can they're, you imagine? I lose my mind. They're a Patreon supporter. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so, while Mark is in the store buying the beer, Ashley kind of talks to Tyler for the first time. And this is kind of the first time he lets anybody in that something odd is going on with him. Mm. And she just, he, she asks him how his night's going, whatever. And, uh, and all he said was, eh, you know, brushes it off. And he's like, well, my, my dad died. What? And Ashley thought it was odd. Yes, she and did. And then she thought that he, she assumed he meant like a long time ago. Right. And that he As was drunk would. or high or yeah. whatever. And so she was like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they get back to the house. They start up beer pong again. And somebody starts selling like little white pills out of a baggie for a dollar. This, pot, this party it is seems wild. Like a really good deal. Oh, yeah, it's. I mean, the thing, whatever it is. No I'm, kidding. <laughs> yeah, somebody else is selling pot. Um, another group of people show up because somebody sent out a text that this party is the uh, that Hadley's party was the biggest thing ever. So another like three carloads of people show up. Damn. Um, and then all of a sudden, some guy comes in from like out front, and he's like, "Woohoo!" And you know, making all this noise, and he has a mailbox. In his hands, he's stolen the next door neighbor's no. mailbox. Oh no! Ethel's, 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 Ethel's gonna hate that. Ethel's custom Tyler lighthouse mailbox freaks <laughs> the fuck out. He's like, "Where the fuck did you get that?" Yeah. And the kid is like, "I stole it from the neighbors." And he's like, he's like swinging the mailbox around <laughs> in the living oh, room no. that's just stuffed with people. He's knocking beer bottles everywhere. And Tyler's like screaming at him. He's like, "You got to take that back. You know, stealing a mailbox is a felony." 
and the police are going to come. He didn't say he that. He did. He said, he said stealing a, fe- a mailbox He's is a, a kid felony? that's just gotten in trouble. I think he knows yeah. what's a felony and what's not. Any kid who's ever played mailbox baseball knows that tampering with a okay. mailbox you're, is a felony. You're acting like that's such a common thing. That's only in movies. No, I think People that's a real really thing in that. a town where there's nothing to do. No, it, it is a legit it's thing. a real thing. Here's a good story for you. Reggie Jackson, famous baseball player, uh-huh. when he was a kid, he would hit mailboxes with his baseball mm-hmm. bat for practice. Well, that's just rude. It's a real thing. Well, yeah, it's like not cool, but like I had people do it. Do it to my mailbox? Really? Yeah. Broke my fucking mailbox in half. I was so pissed. <laughs> and if this is Ethel's custom lighthouse <laughs> mailbox, she's gonna be she's super gonna pissed. She's gonna be super pissed. <laughs> she got that in Manio on her vacation so. <laughs> eight years ago. <laughs> custom made. Yeah, so he's, like, screaming at this kid to take the mailbox back, and, like, the party kind of, like, screeches to a halt for a second while everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? Well, yeah. And the kid takes the mailbox back, and everything just kind of, like, goes back to normal. And at that time, one of the kids there notices that the the master bedroom door is closed. And so he assumes that there's people inside getting high. And so he wants to go in there. And so he goes and he reaches the door. But the door's locked. And all of the lights, like where the bedrooms were, like the hall lights and whatever, are off. But he noticed that along like the the baseboard near the door, there's like a a weird dark streak of what he assumed was paint. More gravy. Yeah, more of that Coke. More of that Coke gravy mix. That doesn't doesn't look good. But he's like, oh, nobody's getting high in there. Then you go find out where they are getting high. And so oh he just God. leaves it and walks away. By 1.15, another carload of kids show up. The place is packed. Holy it's crap. loud. It smells just like sweaty with all of these, like over 100 teenagers packed into this house. This this kid that comes like around this time, he says that he his name's Justin, which I guess isn't his real name according to this article. Everybody else used their real names, but this guy asked for his name to be withheld for whatever reason. Um, It says that he's a collegiate athlete, so that could be why. Um, But this guy who went by Justin in the article shows up to the party, and he said the first thing that struck him when he walked through the door was not how messy the house was or how many people were in there. It was that, that the house smelled. It smelled like sweaty clothes that had been sitting around and that, like, it just looked destroyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, a house with a hundred people in yeah. it. Yeah, and he, his thought was, how are you going to put this place back together before your parents get home? Yeah. And so he went to Tyler. He found Tyler. He knew it was Tyler's party. And he said, hey, man, you know, what are the ground rules? And Tyler said, do whatever you want. So this kid, Justin, goes over and he starts playing beer pong. And he misses a shot. The ball bounces onto the floor. It rolls under the table. And he gets down under there. And he the ball has rolled into another thick, brown, sticky oh, substance. God. And so he picks it up. And he's like, that's disgusting. Um, but he's like, this is a disgusting party. Like, there's so many people here. So he doesn't think much of it. He goes over. He rinses it in the sink. And back to beer pong. Think about that. They're throwing that in a glass of I beer know. that they then have drinking. to drink. Y- yeah. Tyler made a ton of gravy that night. (laughs) So by this time, it's getting pretty late. Um, 
people are starting to leave. And one of those people is Mark, the 21-year-old that had gone on the beer run earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So as he's getting ready to leave, Tyler asked him if they could speak privately. Oh, and boy. so they went outside. I and need you to help me dump something. So they went out back, and there were kids out there smoking and whatever. And he's like, you guys got to go in the house. I need to talk. And so he pushes everybody inside, and then he turns to Mark, and he said, dude, I did some things. I might go to prison. I might go away for life. I don't know, dude. I'm freaking out right now. And Mark's like, what are you talking about? And he said, dude, I know you're not going to believe me. No one will believe me. I freaking killed somebody. And Mark's like, dude, if you killed somebody, that's your own business. Mm -hmm. Don't be telling me that sort of thing. I don't need to know. And he left. How could you have that reaction? I I think <clears throat> that's a good reaction to just leave. Now, I would hope he would call the police. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right after. Right. But I think it it was actually it's smart to be like none of my business because you it might be a dangerous situation. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So, so Mark leaves and Tyler goes back into the party as he's walking in. Another group of people are walking out, like getting ready to leave. And he runs into one kid and the kid's like, hey, thanks for having us over. Thanks for the party. Thanks for the beer. And Tyler responds to him and he says, I just wanted to do something fun before I left. Okay. And the kid's like, where are you going? To prison. And Tyler says, I'm going to kill myself. <gasps> and the kid's like, why would you do that? And Tyler says, because I did something really bad. And the kid's like, what did you do? It can't be that bad. Mm -hmm. And Tyler said, don't worry. If I get caught, I'll be in jail a long time. He just had to tell somebody, huh? Yeah, Yeah. he couldn't. He couldn't. So he kind of repeated this thing with a couple of different people. (laughs) Right. He was like made little like vague comments about how he was going away or how he was going to get in trouble or whatever. And then by around uh, one o'clock in the morning, he found his friend Michael Mandel or Mandel, um, M-A-N-D-E-L-L, probably Mandel. And he asked him to go for a walk with him. So Tyler and Michael had been best friends since they were eight years old. And for a lot of that night, they had been together, like they'd sat together in the living room while everything was going on. They would played beer pong together, whatever. But while... Michael had been kind of like chatting it up with everybody else. Tyler was always just kind of zoning out and staring off into the distance. And so the two of them go for a walk. They walk down to the block, um, like at the end of the street. And Tyler turned to Michael and he said, I killed my parents. And Michael just looks at him. He's like, yeah, right. And he said, Michael, I'm being real. I'm not lying to you. If you look closely enough at the house, you'll see the signs. Oh. Oh, whoa. Okay. (sighs) And so he told Michael to look at the driveway. And so they turned back towards the house by this point. And he said, my parents' cars are in the driveway. They didn't go out of town. Hmm. And Michael's like, holy shit. So Michael said, well, good party. See you later. Yeah. Well, so he's like. Michael's like not still not believing him. Yeah. And so Tyler's like, come on, let's go look in the garage. Oh, and so no. they go in the house and they go to the garage and Tyler like looks around to make sure no one sees them. And they slip into the garage. They and uh, Tyler shuts the door behind him and he shows Michael a bloody shoe print on the floor of the garage. And Michael runs out of the garage immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And then Tyler took him 
to the master bedroom. So remember someone earlier had seen that streak of something like black that he thought was paint on the bottom. Yeah. Um, Tyler unlocks the bedroom door and opened it. And inside Michael saw just chaos in this room. There were dining room chairs. There were blood soaked towels stacked in a huge pile. And at the bottom of the pile kind of sticking out from one side was a human leg. Oh, And that's when Tyler walked Michael through what had happened that day. That afternoon, like just before 5 o'clock, Tyler said that he hid his parents' cell phones so that they couldn't call for help. And then he'd listen to this song, Feel Lucky, by Lil Boozy, who's a rapper. I've never, I listened to this song today. I'd never heard it before. And it was not good. Did it Man, make you want to I kill love somebody? Lil Boozy. You do not know Lil I've Boozy. Never I've never heard of Lil Boozy. Boozy. <laughs> so he listened to that song to kind of like psych him up. And then he took three pills of ecstasy. I was going to say, he had to have been high out of his mind he took to three, do something yeah, like that. Yeah, so he took three pills of ecstasy because he didn't think he could kill his parents while he was sober. Absolutely. And then he went out to the garage and grabbed a claw hammer. Oh. And then he walked back into the house and he went and stood behind his mom as she was working at that desktop computer. He said he stood behind her for a full five minutes. Then he raised the claw hammer and hit her in the head with it. Oh. And she screamed, why, why? And he continued hitting her. And then... Upon hearing his wife's screams, Tyler's dad came running in, and he was he was a large guy, yeah, um, but he was defenseless against Tyler's hammer, yeah, and so Tyler beat him with the hammer as well. Um, and Blake asked the same question. Blake was Tyler's dad, and he asked the same question, "Why?" And Tyler shouted, said he shouted, "Why the fuck not?" As he beat his father to death with the claw end of the hammer. And he said he just repeated it over and over. Wow. Yeah. That's horrible. Tyler told Michael that when he was done, he wrapped towels around his parents' head, heads and then dragged them to their master bedroom and lay their bodies side by side. And then he spent the next three hours cleaning up as much as he could. And he just piled anything that had any blood or anything on it into, into the that master, master bedroom. Yeah. Mm. Um, and But... He couldn't clean everything. That's what those yeah. dark, gooey spots were. Is it were. fair to say there was blood everywhere? There was blood everywhere. Gosh. Sorry, I just lost my this place. Is, this is so sad. Oh, it's terrible. He said after he'd cleaned everything up, it was like 8 o'clock. Remember, he posted that the party was on at like 8.15 on mm-hmm. his Facebook. He said he at like when he was done cleaning up at eight o'clock, he went, he took a shower and then he stood and he stared at his reflection in his bathroom mirror and he just laughed. And then he posted that the party was on. So obviously it sounds like as the night went on, he, he came down off of his uh-huh. high and yeah. he realized what he had done. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki. Kiki is in the uh, bag of paper paper towels. Look, she loves it. She was sleeping earlier. Should I leave her in this? Yeah, look how cute she is. Well, I think she's. I'll take her out. Just take her out. (laughs) (laughs) Kiki. Kiki. 
She's always having fun in there. So, uh, Michael was completely disturbed by this information and by seeing part of one of Tyler's parents' dead bodies. But he didn't leave the party. He stayed for another 45 minutes. See, that is nuts to me. And he even took a selfie with Tyler before he left. What? What? This picture is kind of like a notorious picture now. It's readily available online. I couldn't look at it. Yeah. After he's already been told what Tyler did, the two of them took a selfie Knowing the context, I could not look at that photo. Yeah. That's disturbing. And, yes, I'm just thinking if I were in that guy's shoes, if he's like, I killed my parents. Yeah. I would also be like, yeah, very funny. Yeah. And But as soon as I saw a bloody shoe print in a garage... Yeah, I would mm-hmm. leave. I would book yeah. it, and I'd go to the police. But yeah, it's disturbing to take a picture. Yeah, yeah. So somewhere around two a.m., Michael kind of ditches the party, and at that point, someone like kind of stood up and announced that there was a bigger, better party going on at a neighbor's house, and so kids started like running out they're tossing drinks in the lawn there's cars peeling out everywhere it's getting very loud uh-huh. and so there's like all of these cars peel out of the neighborhood and the neighbors here yeah so ethel is finally awoken. ethel's pissed <laughs> um but the thing about the party the rumor of the party wasn't true they all show up at this girl's house for this party and she comes out in her pajamas and she's like what the <laughs> fuck are you guys doing here and so they all head back to Tyler's house no. oh no but by this time the neighbor whose name is actually Rayanne not Ethel mm, she, close yeah she is fed up she's heard the noises all night but they've you know been to kind of a dull roar but this is a, this is too much these cars peeling in and out of her street so she calls the police she's trying to watch Matlock uh huh um, but by this time, there's only maybe 20, 30 people left at the party. Right. And so the police show up and, um, Tyler has everybody kind of go to the back of the house. He turns all of the lights off and he goes and answers the door and he talks to the police. The police explain that there'd been noise complaints and the Ty- Tyler apologizes. He talks to the police for a few minutes. They leave. They never come in the house and everything's good. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Oh god. But like by 2:30 more people are coming back to the party after having left for that other house and realizing there wasn't anything there. And the party just continues. And Tyler is kind of on that thing again where he starts telling people I'm going away, this is my last yeah. thing, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And at 4:40 a.m. Tyler posted another message on his Facebook wall. He said Party at my house again. Hit me up. And maybe Tyler would have had another party that next day. Maybe more people would have come over that next night. But at that exact moment, the police were outside his front door. Mm. Because when he had left the party, Tyler's best friend, Michael, had called the Crime Stoppers hotline. Yeah. And told them what Tyler had done. Good for him. Yeah, good job. Still messed up. You took the selfie. Yeah. But thank God. Yeah. He did the right thing. So it was four. It was like 432 a.m. when police came to the Hadley home. They like 
came in kind of from both sides and they weren't really sure what to expect. And so two officers went up and rang the doorbell. I think there were other officers stationed kind of around the house in case anything went Mm -hmm. wrong. And so at approximately 4.32 a.m., police show up outside of the Hadley home. Um, Two officers kind of come in from opposite directions. They don't know what to expect. They know that there's been a party going on. They know there's been a lot of drugs. Um, And so they kind of get a view inside the house. I believe there were other officers stationed around just in case anything went wrong they didn't know if he was dangerous he yeah they believed he had killed his parents who knew knows what else he could be capable of yeah and so they observe him through like the front window of the house just like pacing back and forth and then he starts picking up like stacks of books and like throwing them in a different part of the house and so finally they're like we just gotta yeah take care of this and so they they ring the doorbell and um Tyler kind of walks back and like turns the lights off in the house before he comes up and answers it. And so finally he answers the door and they said like it was very clear that he, you know, was on drugs. His pupils were dilated. He had, you know, just um, like a very wide eyed look about him and he wasn't blinking. They asked him to come out of the house and he did. And then they had him, you know, get on the ground and they handcuffed him. He still had on his black shirt, black shorts, black shoes. Um, but when initially when they'd opened the door, he was holding one of his arms behind him. And so they thought he might've been, had a weapon, weapon, his hands up. Finally, they get him handcuffed, whatever. And they ask him if there's any adults in the house. And he says, no. And he said, just, just do it. Just, I know I'm going to rock road, which is, was kind of, is like, um, kind of what they juvie. call I think they it's either juvie or just like the county jail somewhere he was familiar with and so he's like I know I'm going to Rock Road just take me there but they don't they leave him handcuffed in the driveway and they make entry into the home and he is yelling from outside you can't go in there don't go in there and the police just walk into this what looks like a war zone where this party has taken place. This house is fucking destroyed. But they head straight for the master bedroom, which is where they had been told through that tip from Michael where the bodies would be. And so they walk to the bedroom. The door's locked. They force it open and they find bodies and blood everywhere. Hmm. So Tyler was arrested and charged with first degree murder of both of his parents. When he was being held in the um, St. Lucie County Jail awaiting trial after he was charged and everything, he was a celebrity. Like, why? It was crazy. Every person he'd ever met, like, wrote him a letter. It was, like, In support? No, just like, whoa, dude, that was crazy. I can't believe you did that. What? Like every person who was at, like, people started bragging about being at that party. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Well, I, mean, I have a quote here from one guy who said, um, when he found out about the murders, he thought, wow, I just went to the party of a lifetime. It's messed up what he did, but 20 years from now, I'll be able to say I was there. That's what a weird cool. what a weird thing to be proud of. No shit, right? I'd be like I'd be disgusted and horrified. Yeah. Hmm. My first reaction would be like, "Wow, that's cool." And the other weird thing that started happening is people teenagers started rationalizing what Tyler had did. 
Oh, God. He said, oh, it was the drugs. You know, he never would have done this had he not been on the drugs. Or his parents were super strict. They <laughs> they were no they were asking for this. Wow. No. Yeah. No. It's nuts. But Tyler kind of kept his head straight. He was clean now. He was sober. He got his, G, his GED. He took the SATs and got like a 2100, which, I don't know, sounds okay. I have no idea. I don't know. Top no idea. On they, SAT so, either. Because well, we were ACT people. Yeah. Well, the, so they changed the scoring system too because I think um, when I took the SATs, the highest score you could get was a fifteen hundred, hmm. and I think they've they changed it to where yeah you can get like a two thousand yeah. score or something. So I don't know how it's how it's great now, but sounds pretty good. I think it sounds pretty good. <laughs> and I have no idea. Oh yeah, so he started reading a whole bunch. He got really into the Harry Potter books. Like he started pitching them to like anybody who would listen to him. Like you got to read these books; they're so good. He That's also good because really, most people haven't heard haven't of Harry heard of Potter yeah. books. And then he also got very into James Patterson. Some viral marketing for Harry Potter, <laughs> right? And then he he found God in jail while he was awaiting trial as well. He became he began meeting regularly with a priest, um, and he told the priest that he believed that he deserved to go to hell. But the priest told him that if he confessed his sins, God would forgive him and he could go to heaven. And so he expressed a desire to become a priest when he eventually believed he would be released from prison. So Tyler committed these murders six months before his 18th birthday, which meant that he was not eligible for the death penalty, um, which is good because, you know, Florida loves the death penalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, good if you don't believe in the death penalty. Yeah. Um, and he's a 17 and a half year old kid, so probably not. <laughs> um, That's isn't it crazy how six months he, six he'd months, be tried yeah. as an adult? Yeah, if he was if he was 18, he absolutely would have faced the death penalty. Well, and they're going to try him as an adult, right? Yeah, but he can't be. Well, yeah, yeah. He, he'll course. be tried as an adult. Yes, but, but he cannot. He cannot get the death penalty because he's yeah. under 18. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess he pleads guilty so, to reduce the sentence. So he was facing two life terms. Sure. And he wrote a note to his grandparents while he was in prison. And this is what this is what the letter said. I was just living my life as a normal 17-year-old kid. And the next thing I know, I'm in the middle of St. Lucie County Jail. I ruined a lot of people's lives, and I can't seem to forgive myself. I find myself crying a lot because of the guilt. Every day, I beg for forgiveness, and I ask God not to send me to hell. I don't want to go there. Father Michael told me that if I just confess my sins and repent, then God will forgive me for everything. I just can't get rid of all of this guilt. I'm sw- it's swallowing me whole. I'm extremely nervous that I'm going to get a life sentence. It's making me pretty depressed. I want to say I'm really sorry for all the grief I've stirred up. I know everyone thinks I'm a psychopath and all, but I'm really sorry for everything. I've been praying every day for forgiveness and for a decent plea offer. I should get one since it's my first offense. I feel extremely mm. bad for Ryan. Ryan is his brother. He had an older brother who had just who had just moved away for college to oh. North Carolina. He said I feel extremely bad for Ryan, and especially you, my grandparents, and my other grandparents for the grief I've caused. I feel like Ryan doesn't love me anymore, but I know he does, and he's just going through a rough time. It's Uh, so hard going through this. I'm scared, and I feel so alone. No, I say no to all of that. I know, right? That was a whole lot of 
Me, me, me. Yeah. I feel so guilty. Yeah. Pull your head out of your ass. I mean, you should feel guilty. Well, (laughs) but here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you're writing a letter Mm -hmm. to the parents of the people you murder, I get it. It shouldn't be about, well, I sure hope I get a plea deal. Mm -hmm. I hope, you know, I'm feeling really sad. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. No, it's it's horrible. Yeah. I think it needs to be more about what you did and why you're so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what... And he you, should accept whatever comes to him. Yeah, so... Not be like, oh, God, I hope I get off I hope yeah, easily with this. It's so, like, I mean, you were right, Norm. He's holding out for a plea deal. He yeah. thinks he's going to be able to get off lighter because it's his first offense. You murdered both of your fucking parents. Yeah, really, like... And, and also, it like... There, like no no real motivation either. It was just like a cold blooded murder. Well, yeah. you know, you heard he had to do it because they were strict. Yeah, <laughs> that's not right? a reason. Yeah. Um. See, so, with, with your mom, you just called her a bee in your diary. Oh yeah, right. You yeah. didn't, you didn't hit her with a claw hammer. A <laughs> and then I felt guilty about it afterward, so I wrote a little note saying it was an overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So he held out for that plea agreement and it never came. Of course. Why would it? He ended up pleading no contest, which means basically he won't admit guilt, but he agrees that there's plenty of evidence to convict him. Okay. And a hearing. So when you plead no contest, a hearing was held to determine sentencing. So the judge would sentence him. There's Mm -hmm. no jury trial. There's no jury or anything like that. Um, And so a hearing was held like to give all the evidence and the prosecution gave their recommendation for what he should be sentenced to. And ultimately in 2014, um, a judge sentenced him to life without the possibility of parole. Yeah. Yep. That's what he should get. However. Oh my gosh. In April of 2016, his sentence was overturned. An appeals court determined that the lower court, that the judge did not consider the possible alternatives to a life sentence. And so they determined that he needed to be resentenced. And so another sentencing hearing was held. And in December of 2018, Tyler was again sentenced to life in prison, this time with the possibility of parole. But he has two life sentences. His parole is yeah, when's being eligible for parole. He'll be like, what, what's know, a, like a life sentence is 40, 40 years, 40, 45 years. Yeah. So I think I think it's like minimum of 25 before you're eligible. If you've got two life sentences, so 50 years. So maybe by the time he's 70, he'll be eligible for parole. He'll never be paroled. Hmm. And I don't think he should be. I don't think so either. No. Yeah. That that note that you read yeah. to me said it all. Oh, yeah. Just and pleading no contest mm-hmm. instead of pleading guilty. guilty. Yeah. You killed your parents. Yeah. I, I, it always weighs on me, like, the value of a life mm-hmm. and, like, taking somebody's life and how unfair that is. Mm-hmm. And he killed two people. Yeah. And... Two people who loved him unconditionally. His parents. His pa- killed his parents. The fact that they were screaming, why? Yeah. When he was doing it. I mean, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah. yeah. To take somebody's life. Yeah. So his best friend, Michael, the one who 
called the police and turned yeah. him in. He said that this has ruined his life as well. Of course. Yeah. Because he had to see all of that. He had to do that. And then also he's forever known as the best friend of the guy that killed his print. And took a and, selfie with him. Yeah, and he took the selfie with him. Like that's what he's known for. Like anywhere he goes, anybody who hears his name is like, oh, "You're that guy." Yeah, yeah. And so he says that he does. He knows he did the right thing by turning Tyler, and he doesn't regret it. Of course, it one yeah. Bit. Like that was he absolutely, absolutely the, right the right decision. Thing. Taking the selfie, not so much. Not so much. Hopefully, he was like drunk or high or something. When it happened, I don't know. I think I, I, the, I think the he rationalized it at one point by saying he knew it was the last time he was ever going to see him, and they'd been best no. friends since they were eight. Okay, well that's just weird. Yeah, but, but whatever. Yeah. He did yeah. the right thing ultimately. Don't so know that's about the story all of one killer party. That is nuts. You imagine he threw a, he killed his parents and then threw a party with their bodies in the house still. But don't worry, he found God. Yeah, and Harry Potter, and Harry Potter. Whew. Yikes. Yikes is right. Okay, I told you before we started recording that I had a show note based on the episode that came out last week. Mm-hmm. Or today. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> so my mom texts me. It's about my case. So, you know, we mm-hmm. I did the case about Gary Hurt. He murdered Glenn Kapitsky. And um, the prosecution said it was like he thought he he did it to try and... He believed he could pull off the perfect murder. He did it to see if he could get away with it. And the defense said, no, he killed him in a fit of rage. Um, he was insane because he was having homosexual tendencies and he didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what my mom said was, if Gary killed Glenn in rage over his homosexual act, he wouldn't have been bragging about it all over town. I kind of agree with that. I don't. You don't? No, I think that he was bragging about it, but he was claiming a different motive. He was claiming he did it just because. Just because, Just to see if he could pull it off. Right. He didn't want anyone to know that. But you don't. So, yeah. I think her argument and the argument that I can see is that he wouldn't have said anything about it to anyone if he really had gone into a fit of rage and he was insane in the moment and killed him. And it's the prosecutor. I mean, that's I mean, I don't believe he was insane in the moment. Yeah. Um, but you still believe it's possible that 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 the defense's yeah. claim is true. I still think it's totally possible. I yeah. think it's totally possible that in a small town, uh-huh. this guy is struggling with, am I gay? Am I not gay? He, I mean, if his story is true, he got drunk and was taken advantage of by an adult, Uh sexually assaulted. Yeah. He goes into a rage, kills the guy. Uh And yeah, you don't want to tell your friends and everybody what, what you did or what led you to that because that's Uh part of the shame. That's part of the embarrassment. So why brag about the murder at all? Because you have to talk about it. Because maybe you are kind of a normal person. It's possible. I mean, assuming that he is, you know, more of just kind of a... Your, whoops, there goes my phone. Assuming that he is kind of a normal guy mm-hmm. who had this encounter, didn't know how to deal with it, mm-hmm. flew into a rage. Yeah, you can't just not talk about mm-hmm. the night you murdered somebody. Yeah. So maybe you've you fixed up the story. Yeah. yeah. 
So one thing that I, I didn't mention on the episode that I thought of afterwards uh-huh. is that one of the prosecution's like biggest biggest things that they thought pointed to this is not a rage killing. This was a to see if I could get away with it to see mm-hmm. um, is that he took a trophy. He took the car keys. There was no reason to take the car keys. Oh, and they that said is that a good that point. is a clear sign that this was something more, that this was the possibility that he was going to turn into a serial killer uh-huh. because he took a trophy from the scene. That's a really good point. Yeah. Can you not? I mean, what the hell, Norm? I'm Norm can't. Norm can't talk about this because he doesn't actually listen to the podcast. Exactly. I had just had not finished the episode. I legit was listening to the episode <laughs> this morning. Wow. 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 I was. What was so, your favorite part? I don't know. I'm still torn on this case. I still don't know what I believe. I'm torn on it too. Okay, Norman, Norman, are you for fucking real Norman, right now? Norman, we're we're wrapping up toward the end. Hang on. <sighs> All right. Go. I'm gonna fly into a rage and kill you. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I think the argument about taking the trophy. That's a great argument. Yeah. And I still wonder about the timeline. I I agree. Because if if the argument was he got like crazy drunk. I mean, what was it? 15 shots, six rolling rocks. Then he goes. You're combining what Brock Turner drank and what Gary. Oh, am I? (laughs) I'd be dead. Oh, my God. He didn't have Rolling Rock? That no, was, that was, that was Brock, Brock Turner. Turner oh, God. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. Brock Turner drank Rolling Rock? Yeah. yeah. Ugh. And so gross. But anyway. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So so he drinks a ton. Yeah. He drinks a ton. Goes and... Meets up. Runs into to Glenn somehow. And they go back to Glenn's house and have some kind of homosexual... Then he thing. sobers up. And in that very same night, goes back and kills. No, I no. don't buy it. I don't buy it. That's not enough time to sober right. up. That's yeah. No, you know, it could have happened. That timeline might not be correct. The timeline might be what you think. Well, I mean, if I'm only saying that the timeline works with the with what the defense. Hold on. I only buy the defense's theory if the, if timeline, the timeline was is, they so. have that sexual encounter. There's time for him to think and rage yes. out, yeah. and then he goes back yeah. and kills him. Yeah, but but I think that that I can't see that that's the defense's argument because that doesn't show insanity in the moment. If you have time to stew on it and think about it for weeks, and then you decide to go back, yeah, that's because there was no insanity. I agree. <laughs> You guys, you guys should have a theme of uh, court cases that like, um, I'm like whodunits. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like mysterious. Oh, yeah. Brandy does a lot of those. Like I you do, do a yeah. lot where like, oh, I hate the ones you do where it's like, was this woman? Ab- oh my God, Norman! I'm not making any sound. But you stuck your tongue out really far soda. and you licked the inside of <laughs> oh, your Lord. soda it's the cup. The sweet remnants of the soda. Do you okay. realize that you're? In fr- you know what? This reminds me of the last time you were on the podcast and you were trying to air out your mud butt <laughs> and thinking that we wouldn't say anything. You were like pelvic thrusting into the air. Listen, yeah, and so we called the you out on it. Air conditioning was out. Yeah, we were aware. It was so hot. Yeah, we were in the same room we were, and neither of us were doing that. No kidding. I get really hot. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Special butt airing privileges extended to Norman. Anyway, 
Still undecided over here. You are? I am. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I... I lean toward the defense. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. What do you got? You got any show notes over there? Well, I'm wondering... And we'll just say this to the audience. Uh-huh. So you guys have been so amazing. We launched our Patreon. We First of all, we teased it on Tuesday. Didn't even say the word Patreon. No. And some of you little sleuthy sleuths <laughs> were such found sweethearts. It, yes. You found it. And like 19 people yeah. signed up on Before Tuesday. Before we even officially announced it. Which was crazy. so, That's it was sneaky, so sneaky. cool. You had like a cryptic tweet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, people went and found it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, very kind. And then today has just been amazing. So I just checked a minute ago. We have 57 people. That's and amazing. And a lot of them signed up at the Supreme Court level, yeah. which is where they get the shout out. I don't know what you were thinking. But what I was thinking when we announced the Patreon last week was, oh, we'll get like, you know, maybe five or 10 people at yeah. the Supreme Court level. We'll say their names at the end of the episode. It'll be yeah. a nice induction. But now I'm thinking, saying 57 names right now, yeah. not that all 57 of you them. You gotta right, break right. it up. Yeah, we gotta break we it gotta up. We gotta break it up. So yeah. we're gonna, you know, my apologies to all you wonderful people who have signed up. We appreciate you and everything, but we need to like, just think well, a minute yeah, about then, how we're we going to showcase you. We don't want to just like read off a yeah a list yeah. and nobody's paying attention. Yeah, we're going we're so, yeah. to do background checks on everybody. <laughs> that's right. That that's up right. So and let's get run their those. life story. That's exactly and right. And then we'll be like, you know, shout out to Jan. I'm sorry you you peed yourself in high school, <laughs> but we all know. I'm sure now. no one remembers. <laughs> yeah. Who's that guy? He was on the Today Show forever. Who would be like, it was the Smucker's birthdays, and it was for people who were like 100 years oh, old. Oh, yeah. Like, Al Roker? No, no, no. no, no it, was, it wasn't oh, Al who did it. It was crap, the was old white name? guy. The yeah. old white guy. He did the Smucker's the birthdays. W. Wilford Brimley? No. No. It, w- <laughs> no, it does start with it a W. It starts with a W. It does. But you guys remember. Bald guy, yep. He'd yeah. be like, and now to Virginia Everett, she's 99 years young today. And then they'd show and her she's picture. K- killer at badminton or some random fact like that. So who calls it badminton? No one. Only someone who's only seen it spelled oh and never said God. it. How do you say it? <laughs> badminton. Yeah. Badminton. You know what? <laughs> That's how it's spelled. Nobody pronounces it that way. You want to hear another? Wait, 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 how do you say it? Hold on. Badminton? Badminton. 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 No. <laughs> Willard Scott! Willard, Willard Scott! That's it, Willard Scott. <laughs> okay, but Brandy, Brandy. There are some words that Norman cannot pronounce. Norman, I would like you to pronounce on the podcast the word for <laughs> the sofa that you can turn into a bed. What is that? A futon. No! Oh, you've, no. Changed, you've changed the way you say it. How, how did you pronounce that word when we first started uh, dating? Futon. <laughs> If you'll excuse me, I'll be taking a rest on my futon. <laughs> what is he, a member of NSYNC? <laughs> futon. My Joey I, Futon. <laughs> I, I call it a futon. Oh my gosh. Not great at English. No, that's not being bad at English. No, you speak just, bad, that's impossible. No, it's just like, it's like you had only seen the word in writing. Yeah. Yeah, probably. You're that's that's ac- correct. You're a very good speaker. Yeah. That's probably, yeah. That's probably correct. Yeah. And I, I, I was embarrassed to be like, I don't know how to say this word. Yeah. So I would just give it a shot. Yeah. I landed on Fatone. Bad, badminton. Badminton. <laughs> badminton. Badminton. 
Have we embarrassed you? No. Oh, you can't okay. embarrass me. I aired out my butt on the last episode. It's true. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, thanks for spending your birthday with us. Yeah. Thank you. This was yeah. uh, this was fun. It was really fun. Actually, thank you both for spending your birthday this way. Yeah. This is really cool. It was super fun. No other way I'd like to spend my birthday, Kristen. <laughs> if, you, if you guys want to hire me as your full-time audio producer... Where I can monitor the recording as you yeah, record. Did so well on this one. Uh, yeah, should we tell them? <laughs> we had so many problems in this episode. Kristen's computer started like a strobe show at one point. Yeah, yeah. I started, it ran out of disk space. <laughs> I started to tell Brandy, and she's like, "No, I see the reflection in Norm's glasses. That it is just." So here's the good news: at the new studio, mm-hmm. we'll have it hooked up to your desktop. Oh, that will be good, and oh, it'll fabulous. be like clean. Ooh. Be real okay. good. Ooh. Are you saying you want to be our like little audio engineer uh, boy? I, I do think about that, how fun it would be if I was like the producer that chimes in every now and then. And just like I monitor you guys recording. I would love that. That would be pretty fun. Would be. Wait, would you want like 55% of the podcast? I'd have to get it bumped up to like 60%. Though. Damn. <laughs> Absolutely not. Mm-mm. But yeah, maybe, maybe that's the solution. To the recording issues is you have a, a actual audio engineer, and I'm not calling myself an engineer because I'm all I self-taught. I think you are, but mm. might be cool. You know what else would be cool? What if people found us on social media, <laughs> on Facebook? How how would I how would I Twitter. go about finding you? So glad we're on you asked. Instagram. We're on Reddit. We're on YouTube. Have you heard of YouTube? You guys on MySpace? Yeah, we've got a MySpace page. <laughs> hey, Norm, you heard of YouTube? Uh, yeah, I've been on YouTube a few times. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta tell you something. I think our YouTube channel has like 200 subscribers. What? Whoa. Coming for you. When do we get that plaque? That yeah. 200 subscriber um, plaque. You need, <laughs> you need 99,000 800 more subscribers to wow. get that plaque. No oh. problem. A bit of a you're on your way. long road ahead. <laughs> yes. You're well on, your, on our way. We're on really way. rolling now. Yeah. Hey, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single, single step. Single step. Yeah. Norm wow. wrote that. Wow. I came up with that. <laughs> While he was laying on a futon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Airing my butt out. Oh, Lord. Hey, join us on social media and then head on over to iTunes. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. We're still working on that 300 goal on our iTunes reviews. And then, uh, yeah, check out our Patreon. Yeah, please. Patreon.com backslash LGTC podcast. You'll find us there. Patreon.com slash gaming historian. Also, you can donate to the podcast by donating to the game. I don't historian. think that's the way it works. Fake news. I, I will say, news, your, your Patreon is doing so well. I'm going to redo my Patreon. Because, wow. Yeah. Well, you guys have some great rewards and tiers, and I need, I, I'd like to start offering that. I think gaming historian stickers might be cool. I think gaming historian yeah. stickers would be super cool. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's put Casey to work. Casey again. will do it. Casey. Give me two hundred. I need you. I do my do my order Casey's live. He's doing on like air. an Uncle Sam point right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, uh, please uh, do all that stuff that we just talked about, and then be sure to join us next week when we'll be experts on two whole new topics. Podcast adjourned. And now for a note about our sources. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I got all my info from the date night show. And now for a note about our... Are you kidding? I didn't know you were recording. You When I'm speaking... <laughs> I didn't know you were going to start. We were goofing off. Okay, okay. Okay. 
Are you done with your ice? I'm good. Okay. And now for... (laughs) (laughs) And now for a note about our process. I read a bunch of stuff, then regurgitate it all back up in my very limited vocabulary. And I copy and paste from the best sources on the web, and sometimes Wikipedia. So we owe a huge thank you to the real experts. For this episode, I got my info from a bunch of excellent articles from The Oregonian by Helen Jung, as well as an episode of Who the Bleep Did I Marry? And I got my info from an amazing article in Rolling Stone by Nathaniel Rich, as well as an article for ABC News and Wikipedia. For a full list of our sources, visit lgtcpodcast.com. Any errors are, of course, ours, but please don't take our word for it. Go read their stuff. <laughs>